Welcome to the Popcast Unleashed. My name is Brian, that is Shane, and you are watching the Popcast Unleashed every Thursday around this time. I gotta turn off this weird <laughs> steam thing. Every Thursday around it's this so time. It's so hot, because... I have my own mister in my office here. Just... Yeah, it's around this time, Brian, because we can't seem to ever be on time. And that is because random weird things happen to us. Well... That's true. Shane broke his toes. I, I think I broke my toe next to my big toe. I'm pretty sure because I had to like snap it. It's either dislocated uh, or it's broken or it was both. But it's it's quite a bit of pain on my way to the computer today. So um, but uh, it'll be OK. It's fine. It's just a little it's a flesh wound. What is that noise I'm hearing? I don't know. I'm not hearing nothing. I'm hearing you and all these wonderful people. Thanks for joining us here, everybody. 15 glorious people who've joined the stream so far. Um, I've noticed that our numbers are dwindling a bit since Star Trek has ceased to be anything. Well, Have you noticed this? Yeah. That's okay. We've got a lot of really cool stuff to talk about, and um, you're not going to regret coming and hanging out with us today because we are talking about some really cool stuff, including... <clears throat> I think we're the, the dying gasp of the superhero movies, uh, the genre that's been dominating cinema for the last 15 years, at least. What could be coming up next? <clears throat> also, we've got uh, Disney got caught uh, liar, liar, pants on fire. So that's a bit of a, a thing that's going around today and all kinds of really fun stuff. Right back. Talk, so Brian's leaving. All right, great. What does it matter, right? <clears throat> Let's say hello to the chat here. What you guys got? We got all the the normal and if oh by the way members if you haven't had a chance to check it out we did do a show yesterday sorry about and that. uh and uh that is in the member section for you guys and for all you members a couple things to explain the um if you notice in the upper left hand part of the screen there uh is the popcast unleashed hero uh if you guys support the channel through the stream streamlabs link that brian is going to pin to the comments yep. um is as you donate, um, whoever becomes the stream hero will be the person on top. Whoever holds the stream hero the longest will win three uh, mystery t-shirts, which will be sending out to you. So thank you guys. Hopefully you can support the cause. And I have an insert for that today. So until we are dick up and flat broke, this is your life. <laughs> what the hell did he say? What did Jimmy O, Jimmy o say? Uh, no, it was the, whatever, the long haired guy is like, all right, until we are dick up and flat broke, this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. That's what happens when YouTube deems do, you. Do it again. Promote the, the super chat. Yeah, so uh, be the stream hero. Donate through Streamlabs. Then link there since YouTube is demonetized. Do it! And, uh... Just do it! <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just you got some new do it. Yeah, I got some new ones. I was, I was like, that's cool. There's always surprises here. I love it. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I can't play that because TJ Miller is canceled. That's, that's right. What happened? He, he got canceled for being a, a creepo or something. Oh, that's a bummer. That's um, what happens. Yeah, and for all of you guys, part of the fantasy football league that we've put on, um, the draft is tonight at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I hope you guys are ready, all you people who signed okay, up. Okay, we got to talk about that real quick. I know it's not like great pod, but like, where do I go to do that? 
Yahoo Sport fan, fan Yahoo Fantasy Sports. And it's at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yes. Yes. Okay, and that's when we're all going to do our draft. Right. Okay. Who's a part of that, by the way? <laughs> all the people who signed up. Uh, all of our viewers who decided they wanted to play with us. Okay, I, so... Know, a crossover between football and nerddom is... is not just so you guys know, if you guys want to follow that, we'll be talking a lot of trash in Discord. Yeah, we got a Discord channel for it, I think. Yeah, we have a Discord channel. Strato set it up. He's the man. Uh, go to pop. Go to discord.io slash popcast or one of the links in the description. And you can see all the tra- the fantasy football trash talk, trash talk from mo- from nerds that most of us don't really know how to play football. So, yeah, and and actually, all of the stuff we talk about on Discord because that's where we hang out during the week when we're not here. Um, if you're a member, also think consider becoming a member. We are now doing a second members live stream every week. Nothing so is impossible. Just do it. Jackass. Do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> do it. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Just do it. I'm sorry. I I, I couldn't. Uh... I'm, done. I'm done, man. I'm done talking. I couldn't, couldn't help myself. All right. <clears throat> Your mic's a little low. I don't know why. I don't know either. It's the same as it always is. So, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. If as long as they can hear me, that's all that matters. All right. You seem to have the problems in your ears. Well, because I can tell when you're too low, and I'm like, oh no, when we upload this as a pod, a podcast, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. one of us is going to be way, way too hot, and it's going to sound weird. And anyway, well, let me know how you can fix it because I'm doing everything I normally get the do, mic close to your face. Nothing. Put it in it's... your mouth like that. Yeah. Are you satisfied? Did I, I satisfy your sounds, sexual curiosity? Because that's great. exactly what that sounds like right now. Sounds great. Yeah, I love it. Sounds really good. Let me do some good potty. I'll just <clears throat> stick it right in my fountain. There you go. There we go. There we go. You guys don't need to see me as long as no. you can hear my voice. So you know what's interesting? I haven't had caffeine since the last uh, video um, marathon. <clears throat> last week we were up. We were editing videos for like five days straight. And so I had, I really overdid it with the caffeine. Like I was like, I think my hair was falling out at one moment. At one moment, I had like abscess on my face. I was looking like a meth a meth head. And so I decided to take it easy. And um, <clears throat> Sunday after the last video was done, I uh, I stopped caffeine, took a nap, and went about my day. Haven't had caffeine this entire week, and I have looked like a zombie, just like. Hey man, <laughs> Shane's like, hey man, you okay? I'm like, no, no, I'm not okay. Not doing okay. No, <laughs> no. But uh, I couldn't handle it this morning. So today, uh, right before, right before the um, show, I went and got myself a Panera Charger. <laughs> you know what? You know what I realized on the thumbnail? You you put like the two of the most hated superheroes of yes. all superheroes mm-hmm. on our thumbnail, which yes. nobody wants to hear anybody talk about. Well, you so, said death of the superhero movie. I, I know you should have put like goods, you know, like you should have put like famous superheroes that people love and like what they're dying. You know, you should have put Superman and no, I don't know. Yeah. No. And Batman or something. That would no. be great. No. Because now this is why we have 20 people watching. So, <laughs> no, because of this thumbnail. There's no Star Trek. It'll, it'll, it'll there is no up. Star Trek. That, it'll is, pick up. that is true. Let's see. Let's let's talk Star Trek really quick for like five minutes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I read about um, 
And Lower Decks is starting next week. And I keep seeing articles about, like, people are really trying to get any kind of news for Star Trek that they can. And so I'm seeing headlines like, Strange New Worlds production may begin at some point in the future. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. It's so bad. I'm watching, like, 1990s, like, interviews with, like, old Star Trek people on, on talk shows that have long disappeared. There was some guy who had a talk show for, like, half a season, and he's, like, sexually molesting Jerry Ryan with his eyeballs, you know? <laughs> and uh, and I'm watching the interview. I'm like, oh, my God. You absolutely could not do this today. Absolutely uh, not. I mean, a lot of us do that, so. Well, no, he was talking about her assets on the, the show. So, wow. Yeah. Was she uncomfortable? No, it was funny. It was, like, you know. She was laughing along and thought it was hilarious. And yeah, I'm sure pro. inside she was like, what a prick. Yeah. But. <clears throat> okay, man. Yeah. So um, the only Star Trek news that we know about is that Lower Decks is definitely starting next week. Uh, I do like Lower Decks a lot. Shane is yet to get caught up on Lower Decks. It's not really Star <laughs> Trek in the same vein that we are used to. So it's it's. It's but, it, but you know what? As a stopgap for Star Trek, you know, I, I'd rather get some lower decks than nothing. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, Star Trek is serious business for me. It's just the way it is. It's always been more of a serious thing. And I don't really like com comedic Star Trek. So I don't know. That's mm. that's it. Well, no comedy Star Star Trek. Unless it's like SNL skits about Star Trek. That's always fun. Yeah, I'm 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 still gonna enjoy me some lower decks. And as far as other news for you. there ain't none. There is literally nothing. Uh, like, I'm serious. Like, go to all the major sites. Like, all the, the Star Trek news is nothing. It's just like, let's. what can we do to get a single headline for Star Trek? And there's nothing. So there's nothing new about Star Trek going on. Um, although we oh. do. Oh, what's up? You were going to do the Star Trek Strange New World Season 3 gets an update. Remember? <laughs> you you want to do that? You got to. You have to. Okay. It's the only news there is. All right. It it, it gets an update. <laughs> this, is, get... this is, you know what? These are the people writing your show. Okay. These are the people writing Strange New Worlds. Go ahead. All right. Where is the article at? <laughs> well, I'll read the headline. How about that? You read that. That's headline. all you need is the headline. Yeah, yeah. The headline reads, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Producing director says season three can start shooting as soon as the strike ends. Yeah, no, no shit. No, no shit. <laughs> what the hell is the... Yeah, it would have been more cool if you would have said, season three won't start shooting until six months after the strike ends because we'll still be in protest for what happened. Right. Something like that would have been good. But obviously you're going to start when the strike's over. Duh. This is a... <laughs> this is what I think when I hear that. Oh, my. <laughs> Was it, did he say, oh, my? Was yeah, it oh my? he said, oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could hear those, but yeah, we someday. had it set up once that Shane can hear the inserts and then something happened and it stopped working and I never fixed it. We need to have a, like a five minute meeting before the show with a hot with the hot mics on where you just show me all the inserts. Yeah, but you still wouldn't be able and to I hear respond them. to them. Well, you have to well somehow separately show me how to do it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so because because there's no Star Trek news, we do have a plethora of other news that we are interested in. We decide, you know what? We know that the majority of you might come here for Star Trek or Stargate or Star something. 
But because there's <laughs> not Star Wars, that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't say Star Wars for no, a no. reason. But because there's no star something happening right now, and there probably won't be star something happening for a while, we decided we're going to pivot a little bit. And we're going to talk about things that we uh, think is uh, interesting or funny or infuriating. And or topical we, for the week. Or topical. And we hope that you can come along with us on this yeah. journey of Star Trek doldrums. And I promise when there is Star Trek stuff, it will be here. I guarantee yeah. it. I did see uh, uh, an interesting article where it said um, Robocop was shooting or something like that. And but it was from a very uh, from one of those fake news websites where like everything they write is complete hogwash, like giant freaking robot or whatever. And uh, at first, when I saw the headline, I was excited because we both know and some of you that Stargate and Robocop are tied together almost because the team working on Stargate is also working on Robocop. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, oh, oh, oh wait, we might get some Stargate news. But then I saw like the source, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right. This is complete bullcrap." <laughs> well, and, and logic would tell you that as long as the strike's going on, you can't get new news. Right. It's impossible. So, I mean, this is this is the the environment we're working in. As long as the strike is going on, there is no new news. You can't say, "Well, we're going to start doing this at this time," because they don't know when it's going to end. In fact, there was a meeting today between the streaming heads, Netflix, Disney Plus, and some of the others where they were going to discuss the plan of action. And in that headline, it said, uh, end of strike, nowhere in sight. <laughs> so we're, we're pushing into September, tomorrow, September 1st, and there's still no, nothing, nothing at the table, no agreement. And like Brian and I have said previously, we think that the studios will want to drag this on as long as possible um, until I think you probably start getting some fan, some real fan support, people like, deciding they're going to boycott at the, at the streamers. Um, <clears throat> this could go on for a long time because the studios are saving a ton of money by not having to produce anything. And this is going to mean a better bottom line for their stock numbers. Right. Okay. So for the, when they start reporting like fourth quarter numbers and stuff like that, they're going to look great because they haven't had to spend any money. Right. Not a penny. And it's not going to look right, but it's going to shoot up their stock price. And right. they're not worried about it anyways, because they're focusing on international. I mean, there's only, what, uh, 370 million people in America? Right. Right? Well, what, what, what does that leave? Seven billion for the right. rest of the planet? So listen, in their minds, they're thinking globally. They're not thinking here. So writers and actors, you guys are in big trouble right now. Right. And I think we have a little article that we'll show later on that talks about how some actors are actually starting to break out and, uh, and fight back a little bit. And what that could mean and how they could gain some power, maybe the upper hand in this whole discussion. Well, I mean, I'm not sure which which one you're talking about, but have you heard about Strike Force Five? F those guys. You know what's like, funny? Like these guys are trying to come in for our jobs, man. You know what's this, funny this when I saw this? Good. First off, uh, if you guys know what this is, basically, um, uh, two of the Jimmys, Steve uh, Colbert, Colbert, whatever his name is. Um, and John Oliver are like, we're going to start a podcast called Strike Force 5. All us late night hosts doing a podcast together. My first thought was like, oh, that is super convenient. Now I can ignore all of you at once. 
Well, I guess. I mean, is that was that your thought? Or my first thought was, oh, great. They're going to come in and try to take the space. Well, now, to be and, fair, a lot of there's a lot of celebrity podcasts that get no, literally no attention because they're just not very good. That's true. That's part of it. But they, they also are, you know, the more there are, the more space it takes up. And the more you're known, the more eyeballs you're going to pull away. And that's fine. You know, they basically said, look, you know, and these, these are the same people. Let's be clear. These are the same people who shit talk YouTube. Okay, and shit talk podcasts while they're up there doing their Hollywood shows. Right. But now, of course, they're going to come slum it with us because they can't make any money. And they said the reasoning for it is so they can help pay their staffs. That's why they're doing it right during the strike. Yeah. And it's like I don't it's like sponsored by like literally like first episode is sponsored by three (laughs) or two major huge companies. How about this? Uh, This is this is a screenshot from the show. This drives me nuts. These guys are all like professionals. No, they're not. Don't give them that credit. Maybe, uh, maybe Jimmy. I mean, um, they 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 come not they, not the upper right one. They've been working for a long time in the in in the field. Why do they yeah, but, all look like they're podcasting from like their spare basement somewhere? Because they somebody else does all that shit for them. Do you think they do it themselves? They're not setting up the sets or making sure everything looks cool. <laughs> they just sit down and talk. That's what they do. How long has John Oliver been in the business? He, like, can, he can't even like frame his camera right. Like this is silly. Look how small he is. I mean, is it only me <laughs> that sees this and wants to physically reach to the screen and fix his camera? He's the mic. Well, yes, the mic is bigger than his head, bro. No. I look at it and I'm intrigued. You look at it and want to fix it. See, I, I I think that this whole thing is just hilarious. And, you know, there's no way that they're going to be able to stick together for any length of time because their only loyalty is to themselves. Yeah, they're garbage. Garbage people. You know what? Well, um, I kind of like Jimmy Fallon, though. There's one thing. Oh, I'm Jimmy. Oh, God. I like the guy. What can I say? There's one thing uh, <clears throat> that the writer's strike has really done for me, and it's stopped all their crappy clips from being pushed down my throat every single day on YouTube. I am not subscribed, subscribed to a single one of their channels yet. I cannot, I cannot click on anything without one of their crappy clips being pushed down my throat on a daily basis. And when the writer's strike happened and they stopped working, the clips went away. They went away. Right. Well, now you're going to get their podcasts. So now their gonna podcasts are going to be pushed. YouTube promotes the crap out of these hacks. Of course they do, because that's who they want doing these shows. They don't want us. They don't want us normies, us regular people. Uh, you know, they want to make money off of the big people. Uh, let's go over to the member section really quick. We've got uh, some some comments here from our members. You guys know the member stream also runs where there's a whole discussion going on in there. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, click the join button below. It's pretty cheap, two ninety nine a month. Uh, for Mexican Iron Man, member for 13 months. Thank you so much, Mexican Iron Man. Thank you. Like, Mike. share, and sub. Become a member of the best sci-fi channel in YouTube universe. Join today. My man. That's my. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Yeah. Mike is uh, joining uh, 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 George's Giant Slayer. And, oh, that's yeah. gonna, and we're gonna have a conversation after the show today. I, I'm I'm really stoked to be a part of that. Yeah, now that he's gonna have a home, like he was the Cato Kalen of uh, <laughs> right of YouTube of our community, but now he's gonna have a home. It's cool. Now he's gonna have a home. Uh, and then go. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Can I say, say this right. name right? Do it. Do it. You're on Fulf. 
Did I say it right? I think you got the first two right. I think the last name is different. Okay. All right. Well, but we are, we've already forgotten it. We've already forgotten. Yeah. Well, you're on. That's pretty good. You're on. I think you got the you're on right. Yeah. Member for 10 months. So your producer. Thank you. You're on. What a man. Also, Danny the Dork Knight is back. Remember, for 15 months, acknowledge me. Kissy face. <laughs> you have been acknowledged, sir. You are acknowledged, sir. Chappie says, please read Prime member chats from the two time. <laughs> from the two time? What? Gotcha, Chappie. And Matt Vader, member for 24 months. What a stud. Woo. He says, it's not necessary to acknowledge Dork Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the salty nerds. Uh, make sure you guys check them out, and of course, all their drama with Danny the Dork Knight. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to the first uh, uh, piece of information. We were gonna cover. By the way, if you saw the previous thumb, we were gonna cover One Piece. Um, I watched <laughs> the first episode. It was uh, okay. Um, Shane didn't have a chance to watch it. Yeah. Well, let me let me just be. I'm gonna be honest with everybody here, okay? If you're an anime fan, good for you. That's awesome. Uh, I'm not an anime, and so I did not watch One Piece. My 22 year old son has seen every episode of the original show, all 700 and whatever episodes or thousand episodes, whatever it is now. He is loving the fact that there's this live action thing going on. But we didn't want to come on here and talk about something that we aren't super familiar with, so we figured we should do something different. What do you think? Yeah, makes sense to me, dude. But what we do, what do we know about Brian? Uh, well, we do know about uh, <clears throat> our superheroes dead. Our superheroes dead? Is that what you said? Our superhero what? movies dead. <laughs> Sorry. Kind of, our superheroes dead. It's a problem when you're reading something and trying to say something that's different than what you're reading. Your brain that, yeah. just sort of like disconnects. Yeah, our superhero movies dead because looking at uh, some of these numbers, and I, I'm sorry to jump right into this sort of pseudo box office report but looks like we are um looks like the meta is changing in hollywood and um to be fair the last uh the last 10 movies to come out uh super movies to come out have been lackluster not just in the box office but box office but in general um and i got to say i don't think it's because like people go, oh, it's superhero fatigue. I think there would be a whole lot less fatigue if you stopped making garbage. Yeah, I think that's a lot to do with it. But you know, there's. It's not just that it's garbage. It's when you have a genre that's been played out, which you know, Marvel arguably, it's it's ride ended at the end of Endgame. It's been just kind of pulling through the dredges. You know, get it one or two here, here or the other. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, something like that. That's okay, but they're just making it worse as they keep making superhero movies that that people become less enthralled with. So they need to either make less movies or they need to up the game, like start over again. Like, why is there only one Marvel's universe, Marvel franchise? Why hasn't somebody else started building characters, put a movie together, put a movie together and start building a new universe? You know, this is this is part of the problem. They have to up their game if they're going to continue they've been in power for 15 years right superhero movies have dominated cinema since what man of steel no no since iron man one or since well 
same well i guess same time frame right yeah when did similar. Come out? 2000, yeah. Yeah. Two, two, yeah 2012 or so so no that was 2008 i think 2008 i don't even remember it's been a yeah. long time but the thing is it's been dominating for for a long time and we knew back back when superhero movies were coming on and we had the uh you know they had the cgi down to to a place where we could you know everything was pretty much believable you know, Brian and I had discussed that this is going to be the time of the superhero movie. We, we, we knew it was coming, the genre. And it's been playing for a long time. Um, but if they can't continue making superhero movies that people... And, and they're expensive. Because there's so much CGI, they're incredibly expensive. But it's only so long that studios can go continue making these movies and continue losing money. Right? Right. But, yeah, it's not, but like I said, I don't, I don't know if it's just people are tired of them or more so people are tired of garbage because it's a lot of it. A lot of it has been really bad. Um, and you know, to be, to be honest, Mar Marvel is, <clears throat> well, Marvel and DC are to be blamed. DC's continual, uh, problems, their mismanagement of every single property they've given, they've been given. Um, and then Marvel, assuming they could do no wrong and just putting out, bad movie after bad movie after bad movie and just checking every single possible box and trying and, and trying to promote everything that has nothing to do with uh, superheroes. It started with when they shoehorned Captain Marvel in between uh, uh, Endgame and Infinity War. <clears throat> yeah. People assumed they had to watch that movie to get to Endgame. You didn't. It was, they felt tricked. Yeah, it was tricked. The movie was not very good. Um, uh, Brie Larson's comments were anti-nerd, <clears throat> anti-primary fan base, and most people didn't like that movie. I mean, some people did. Sure, that's fine, but most people didn't. Well, it continued, though, as, and it's not just a COVID problem, but, you know, the Eternals, You, they hired someone who didn't know how to make a superhero movie that maybe she's talented in her own right, but she wasn't. She's not a superhero creator. Um, and they gave her this giant movie to make with characters no one knew that were never introduced. It's almost like they forgot how to how to how to make a superhero movie. Remember this. Uh every one of the every one of Marvel's movies, they always introduced a character before giving them their movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like Black Panther. They introduced Black Panther before the Black Panther movie. They introduced Spider-Man before the Spider-Man movie. Um, they they realized the mistake they made with movies like Thor. And they're like, well, we have to like throw them in some kind of ensemble system. Ensemble movie. Some kind of movie, you know, uh, you know featurette. Some kind of uh, 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 guest star. So we can get people prepared for this. But then when Eternals came out, it was an entire movie on a, based on like seven characters that no one knew anything about. And with with end credit scenes that were so deep cut that unless you read the most recent comics, you would have no idea what they were talking about. And they expect it to do well. Same with uh, Shang Tsung, which I didn't think was think was a bad movie, except for the very end with like the <clears throat> uh, rainbow spew of CGI that just like slapped you in the face, which was totally out of out of tone for the movie. But again, a, a, a character that you knew nothing about. Normies knew nothing about. And it didn't do well. Black Widow, going back in time. 
and telling a story about you know that had nothing to do with the franchise about this character that we all that everyone knew was dead not that it was a bad movie but again completely out of franchise it's like they didn't know what to do after endgame they mm. didn't know how to continue and so they're in their minds were like we need to restart with a brand new team or we need to like pivot and they pivoted wrong but instead of correcting their mistake they they doubled down same with star wars instead of correcting their mistakes Every time something fails miserably, they double down and they just keep pushing toward that exact same goal that is failing miserably. At some point, someone over there has got to be like, hey, listen, this is not working. You're right. I mean, if you I mean, and they've pushed it for a long time. COVID was allowed to kind of be this thing where this uncertainty because of COVID, because of the streaming services, there's been a way to make money. But if you go back and look at the numbers. So if you go back into 2019, the number one movie uh, in 2019 was Avengers Endgame. Uh, it made almost $3 billion worldwide. And, and if you take a look at that, three of the top five movies in 2019 were all superhero movies. Skip 2020 because that was just a train wreck. In 2021, you have one superhero movie. It happened to be the top one. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home in the top five, but it was there was only one superhero movie in the top five movies. Go to 2022. There's one superhero movie in the top five, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but it's number four. Okay, that's, that's last year. That's, it was number four. Here we are in 2023. You've got one movie in the top five again so far this year, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which arguably was... You know, people were going to see the end of that trilogy no matter what, but it's still sitting at number three. So the superhero domination of 2012 to 2019, uh, where it dominated the top of the box office, is over. And, you know, I don't know. Um, can you make better superhero movies? How do you make better movies um, wh where people don't feel like they've already been through the experience already? Like, it's very difficult to do the hero's journey over and over and over again in different ways and still keep people excited about coming back to the, to the box office. My kids don't even care about going to see superhero movies uh, at the theater, uh, largely because we have streaming now and they just watch stuff all day long. A movie is no longer even important to them going to the movies. Yeah. So I don't know if that's been your experience, but that's what I'm getting. Uh, my kids are really still, still really in the superhero stuff. Uh, especially DC, but I think that's because like they, because I like the DC stuff, so they like it. Yeah, girls love what their dads are into. The thing is, I, I do believe that DC still has an opportunity here to break out because you asked you asked how many times can you tell the hero story? Well, they've been telling the hero story for a hundred years. Um, you can keep telling it if the with different backdrops though. That's the problem with the right. superhero genre. Like you can tell the story of Hercules or you can tell the story of Will Smith in, you know, as a dad trying to sell, you know, electronic imaging machines, uh, you know, in his movie, and there's different heroes journeys, but this is the same damn thing. Somebody puts on a suit and goes and kills bad guys. I mean, like how long can that continue to dominate right well i, mean, I think it can i think it can continue to dominate for a long time if the characters are unique and fresh um uh there's because there's also a sci-fi element to it i don't think science fiction ever goes 
bye bye. True. Um, I think DC has a chance to step out now. This, unfortunately, timing is everything, and we have this situation where they already made a bunch of movies that they're putting out. James Gunn has really nothing to do with them, and we're not going to see what James Gunn has to offer, which is the new Kevin Feige esque of uh, DC until next year. Maybe not even next year. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe even 2025. Right. We don't even know. three, we're going. Yeah, we don't even know exactly. Um, But they still have a chance to break out. In fact, this this, this strike might be good for superhero movies if there's this massive um, drought for a year and the first movie that comes out is, you know, Superman Legacy. Mm. That might... Um, be a franchise Viagra, superhero Viagra, you know. Superman has always sold tickets. Batman has always sold tickets. Like, honestly, uh, you can go back and the most, uh, the biggest uh, unsuccessful movie was Superman Returns, when it comes to Superman, was Superman Returns with Brandon Ruth. And even that wasn't really unsuccessful. Um, People didn't like it, but it made plenty of money still. So you have... A kid, you have two characters. DC has two characters that will always make money. On the Marvel end, I believe that Iron Man will always make money. But can you can you do another Iron Man? So that's the other thing right. is like, you know, can you can you have anybody but Robert Downey Jr. play that character before he's like out of his time? No, I know it's hard. The right? answer is no. Like, like right. and you know what? And you know what? You certainly can't do. You can't get some fifteen-year-old. Uh, uh, girl from the hood which is the most unbelievable thing ever put her in a pink Iron Man suit and and assume that people will accept her as the new Iron Man cornrows were built into her helmet it's just the most cringy Iron Heart Brian Iron Heart whatever it's so cringy Iron Man look like Power Rangers there's a there's a place for Power Rangers ready in Power Rangers (laughs) that's what I was going to say about Blue Beetle if you want to watch Power Rangers, great. There is Power Rangers. Like, Ironheart was the silliest looking hero in a long time. And I watched The Suicide Squad with a talking rat. So you look at this movie and like, oh, well, we need to replace Iron Man. They, they, go, they don't understand what made Iron Man special. It wasn't that he was wearing a suit of armor. <clears throat> it was... Robert Downey Jr.'s charm, his gravitas, his humor. You bought him as a billionaire playboy genius. You bought him. You know, I, you I, yeah. I no, not for a minute did I buy that Ironheart was a genius. <laughs> it didn't work for me. Um, you know, give her 10 years, you know, and some life experience maybe, but we need to stop with these, with these uh, checkboxes movies. You, you need to stop. Just make a good movie. Stop trying to check every single box you can possibly... Look, the comic didn't even do well. Why would you assume that the character would do well in a movie? It's That is the, the unbelievable part about it, is they know it didn't do well. They make a movie about it, but it's, it's all about credibility in, in culture. It really has... It's unbelievable to me that these studios are willing to lose so much damn money. Uh, and in order to 
you know, pass a message that they think in 10 years from now is going to be the message. They're betting that 10 years from now uh, they will all pass through it. And then the, the stuff that they're talking about is going to be the new culture that we're in. Uh, and the way they're propping all this up, the way they're propping up their bad decisions, Brian, is streaming services. We got a super That's chat from Adam Leader for $10. No message, just $10. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. Because you know what? Last week's super. I'll, I'll tell you why it's important to us. So, until we are dick up and flat broke, <laughs> this is your life. <laughs> that guy is something else. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, Adam. We appreciate the donation. Um, and uh, he was the winner of last week's Stream Hero. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys supporting the channel. Um, we also have a uh, super chat in the member section. Joe Cronin Show, member for six months. Dork is banned from my show for exposing himself. What? <laughs> and I don't know about that story, Dark Knight. Um, but Joe Cronin Show, also for $5. Thank you so much, Joe, for supporting us. Retro reviews, boys. We could end up going there at some point, I think. Yeah. Another thing about uh, the superhero genre that actually blows me away, and I just realized this right now while you're talking, um, it's something based on what you said. They actually have the information. Mm. They have the metrics, the, the stats. They know what comics did well over the years. They have all the numbers. Shane, they have all the numbers. They know what people want to see, what, char what characters <laughs> they like, what storylines they liked. They know exactly what the general comic book fan wants to see. What do they do? Not that. Miss Marvel, comic book that came out in 2014, <laughs> never even made its budget back. Ironheart, a comic book generally hated by most people. You know what? Oh, here's a good idea. Miles Morales. Almost everyone likes Miles Morales. He checks all your boxes. You know? Okay, we got something from Sony. Get a live-action Miles Morales. You can check your boxes, and most people are going to want to watch it because people like that character. You can't do that, though, until you finish the third animation. Sorry. But but that wouldn't be at... That wouldn't be instead of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Right. It would be in complement of. Right. People have been trying to kill... They've been trying to kill Peter Parker in comic books for years. For years. Well, let me ask you a question. Where and it never go? works. Every single comic is... Every time they try to kill him, it... Because they want to replace them, because they don't want to pay the the they don't want to pay yeah. licenses and fees, and they don't want to pay the people that created the character or that drew them. You know, th there's a lot of people involved. That's why you want to replace Robert Downey Jr. The guy's making thirty million dollars to show up for seven minutes in your Spider-Man movie. He is too expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> Drew D has a good point. What about Storm? Everyone yeah. loves Storm. You check Everybody all your Storm. boxes. You're right. Boom. But but see, here's the thing. Let's be realistic about where they can go. Okay. Let's well, seriously. Okay. We've dealt with all of the major characters. All the major superhero characters have been pretty much dealt with. Right. Now we're on to the B list of characters, right? In, in, in pretty much all of Marvel. Where do they go from here? What do you do to get people excited about watching these movies? Do you start over? Do you reboot? Do you, you know, start a new multiverse what do you do what do you do Start i'll tell you universe? i'll tell you what i would do yeah tell this me. is exactly what i would do first off you have a fantastic four movie that has been greenlit right there's a character yes, fantastic four Good there's one. a character and the main main bad guy in, in fantastic four is galactus 
Okay. He, he eats planets, right? Yeah. That's fun. You need to have Galactus... High in iron? You need to have Galactus eat Earth Prime. Well, that would pretty much end the story pretty quickly, wouldn't it? What you should do is what they've done in comics. You need to collapse the multiverse. You mm, need to... I'm with that. In canon, collapse the multiverse... Here, here's a pitch. Here's a pitch to Kevin Feige. You're never going to see this, but you know what? Here it is. He might watch on the down low. Ready, Kevin? Let Galactus win. Mm. Let him win. Collapse the multiverse. Keep only the characters that people already care about. Well, they're going to be expensive, though. Who cares? Kill everyone well, else off. You need to care. That's part of it. I mean, that's fine. We'll keep keep the ones that are expensive, but um, maybe maybe keep the ones people like that aren't so expensive yet. Okay. But let Galactus <laughs> win. Collapse the multiverse, and out of all the multiverses, right? Because mm. you got Deadpool. Deadpool is going to go throughout the multiverse and collect all these heroes. And if Ryan Re <laughs> if Ryan Reynolds knows what he's doing, and I believe he does, this guy is going to get all the the characters people like that would be the wise thing to do yes but it's going to be expensive so let them do it though let them collect all the characters save only the characters people like and let galactus win and collapse it all into one that's not that's not a soft reboot it's a it's an in canon reboot yes. you have your cake and you eat it too you get just like with star trek 2009 there's problems with that movie but to be fair it was very clever them taking, you know, time traveling back and changing history mm. so they can reboot the, 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 the universe, but without removing what happened before it. Yes. So, so you get yes. both friends, right? You, get, you can't remove what happened before. That's not right. Right. So instead of let Galactus win, collapse, collapse the multiverse, simplify it back to 616 and only keep the characters you care about. And guess what? There are plenty of stories to tell after that. There's... There's a ton of, but you you have access to the X Men. There's a ton of awesome X Men stories you can tell after you've collapsed the universe, collapsed the universe, and brought them back, and you know, and and brought that brought it back to a more simple time. The multiverse is just so weird. I'm, I this is why I hate multiverse crap. You have every. It's like, let me give you a cheat code for your writing. Right. You don't yeah, have to, you have is. no guardrails. You can do whatever you want. You can operate in whatever, every, there's, there's no actual physics involved anymore in your universe. You have any character you can want, you can pull out. Death doesn't even matter. When you have gone so far in your franchise that death, the finality of death no longer matters, you've gone too far. Well, yeah, pull so back. you needed. You needed the multiverses because that's the the multiverse is the finish line. Mm -hmm. Let's just call it what it is. The multiverse is the finish line because what do you do after the multiverse? There's nowhere else to go. And all of us get stretched out this thin feeling about, you know, which Loki is it? Uh, how, how many? <laughs> you know, it's like you get so confused. There's an alligator which, Loki. How does it even right? work? Once you get confused as a viewer, then you start losing us. Right. So you're right. I kind of like the idea of, of shrinking back down. Somebody else had the comment here of maybe focusing on the on the villains in comic books for a little while. That might be interesting. Yeah. Um, Boulevard Jones, we're not going to kill Deadpool. Let 
Deadpool kill the Marvel Universe. Right. So what happens after Galactus eats Earth? I believe there's actually a conflict line. I don't really know. But I mean, like what? How do you get Earth? I mean, obviously, you have to get Earth back. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) that's important. Yes. You know, what's interesting is there's actually a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe book. Oh, there's a book. See, I wasn't taking this completely from craziness. So remember, Deadpool is a very meta character, right? So that would be, be the perfect character to say, stop yeah. it with all this multiverse bullshit. <laughs> right. And it'd be very be meta perfect. too. Like, yeah. imagine this. Everyone thinks like Kang, uh, the Conqueror is the next big villain. Well, they got to get him out of jail first, but yeah. All right. Well, why don't you have Deadpool um, literally open the movie with Deadpool just killing Kang? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. You'd be, be like, perfect. Be like, yeah. And I was like, who is that guy? Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. Cool. <laughs> you know, a movie like that would like, it would break. It would probably break the theater. Right. Like if, 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 if that movie came out and it was basically a, uh, destroying comic book movies, like like almost mm-hmm. a almost a take on the destruction of the comic book movie. Yeah, uh, I think that people would. I think that, that would that would be a billion dollar movie easy. You know, I I completely agree. Yeah. And and Deadpool can do it. Not only is it canonical to what he already mm-hmm. has done, his books, the comic books that shows him in this situation plenty of times. It would make sense that the guy that rebooted the superhero genre would be the only guy that can not only kill the superhero genre, but then also survive it canonically. Mm. That would be awesome. That'd be cool. And so far, to be fair, Deadpool movies haven't failed. I don't believe a Deadpool movie can fail if done remotely correctly. Um, Well, we, we could get, we could get Ryan Reynolds out. The good news is, is Ryan Reynolds hasn't done too many movies. Right. Because, you know, the problem is, is that he's got he's a one he's a one a one trick pony. Yeah. Right. And he's great. His trick is the best of he's all. He's the best trick. I love his go tricks. Back, of, yeah. You can, yeah. You can go back to just friends or go back to any of the shit that Ryan has ever done. Blade three Trinity. Fantastic. Yeah. I started getting really worried when he started doing these Netflix movies. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing a little bit too much of the sarcastic, you know, and it almost ruined the right. um, that the movie he did what was the uh, what was the one where he he's in a video game. Oh, uh, Free Guy. Free Guy. And like, I'm like, OK, Free Guy was really great, but that's like perfect Ryan Reynolds. You yeah. know, it's one step removed from Deadpool. So, you know, he needs to be a spice that we get. But he is the guy like to reset all this. And and what do they do? So they they bring it back down to. Uh, you know, reset the universe in, in a way, and do we introduce new actors into the roles and you start could, over? But you see, canonically, you could though. Canonically, you can actually introduce new new actors into the roles. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what I am. I could not come up with this on the fly, but I'm assuming Galactus 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 wins. He destroys the um, uh, Earth. He eats it. He kills all the superheroes. Meanwhile, Deadpool is ripping through the multiverse, trying to gather a, a, a team of heroes to try to beat Galactus or something like that. In the process, he's literally collapsing universes behind him, you know, and he gathers only the best. And canonically, you can actually replace uh, actors that are just far too expensive budget wise to right. keep having these movies. With it, well, and it's and it's 
wouldn't hurt to start with a new generation um, of, of actors, I think, because, you know, the fact is that some of these guys, they're, they're aging out of the character anyways. You right. know, they're in their forties, you know, fifties, Robert Downey Jr. is in his, he's in his fifties, bro. Yeah. Look at Hugh, Hugh uh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman is, is getting, he's, he's up there. Hey, this has got to be his last one. Oh, he's only coming back because <clears throat> Ryan sold him on a good idea. That's pretty much it. And they're friends. Yeah, he's um, 58. So Robert Downey Jr. is 58. I mean, it's it's time. To be right. fair, though, Robert Downey Jr. is just a face on a screen. He can probably do, do it for a long time. You mean Iron Man? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I understand that. That's That's not the point. There's a certain amount of age brings a different depending on what age you're at right is kind of the different way you look at life you know and having an older batman is cool because you get a different look at, at a younger batman but that you know billionaire playboy thing is tough to do at 60 right yeah yeah you know i know what i'm saying so i like lord todd's idea i have two hours of deadpool killing all the kangs <laughs> <laughs> we got a super chat yeah. from michael nemo for three dollars thank you michael nemo he says the chain Shang-Chi film was nowhere near a good Marvel film. Not even faithful to the character. Seriously, go watch Ninja Assassin and you'll get tons closer to the master of Kung Fu comic. I agree. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like Shang-Chi aside from the fact that I can't pronounce it properly. I didn't like it because um, I didn't believe it. And even though I like that actor, I didn't believe his character. I don't like Aquafina in anything. Let's be clear; she is annoying as hell. And you don't you don't like her brash comedy? She sounds like she sounds like me, and she shouldn't sound like <laughs> that's me. the problem. Um, and then it also got really silly toward the end, and then there was so much CGI dragons and. There was just too much to digest in one movie. Like once again, like if the if the thing got out or whatever, it was like the end of the world. And like, look, guys, you gotta build up to the end of the world stuff. You you, you every movie can't be the end of the world. You gotta build up to it. Please. Well, you gotta remember that was also the one that followed that essentially followed Endgame. You know, that was the first Endgame, the which was like the, yeah, it was them saving the universe. Right. It was. It felt so. No matter what happened in Shang Chi, it felt anticlimactic. Yeah, you know, and that was the problem. Uh, super chat from No Money G for ten dollars. Thank you, No Money G. Uh, nothing new interests me recently. I'm rewatching all my old faves on 4K and Blu-ray since I got my home theater done. Unless I hear praise for something new, I'm content binging old stuff. And you know, thank you so much, No Money G. I really appreciate the support. You're not alone. Um, I find myself gravitating back. I watched Amadeus the other night, like literally the 1986 Jeez. movie, 84, 86. I watch it and I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's one of the great movies, you know, um, F Murray Abrams, um, who you knew from mythic quest probably. And from some other things, he was fantastic. Won an Academy award. You know, I am going back and, and looking at some of the older movies because, um, there is a sense of, you know, this is how you make a good movie. You didn't have a bunch of visuals to distract people uh, for your movie. So you had to have great acting and great storytelling. It couldn't just be about the visuals. 
And unfortunately, when you watch a movie like we talked about Blue Beetle, where, you know, it's all about the visuals mm-hmm. uh, and less about the storytelling, it, it's becoming old to people. People can recognize what tickles their brain. And it's in, it's so hard to get people excited about visuals. Like when you go now to a movie and like the most amazing, um, the most amazing visual thing happens, like Tom Cruise jumps off a cliff on a motorcycle. <laughs> like if we had just seen that and not seen like the making of, we'd have been like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, the, the, it's so hard to impress us as viewers right. now that CGI has made the impossible possible. Right. So they need to get back to, and I, and I find myself, you know, the movies like, you know, just take a look and this leads into what, what is becoming if superhero movies aren't, uh, are dying, what's next, what's coming, man. I hope it's, I know it's not going to be what you're thinking, but in a perfect world for me, it would be science fiction. I'll tell you why. Mm. Not only am I a huge fan of science fiction, but I believe that science fiction allows you to think, um, differently. It gives you like really interesting ideas and characters that only science fiction can really bring you. But now we actually have the technology, the CGI, the computer graphics, even the practical effects to really tell a science fiction story. Um, and it doesn't have to cost $7 billion to give you the correct, the same visuals that are in my head when I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. or whatever, you know? Well, the um, problem is, is that science fiction is great as a genre, but it's terrible. And no offense to the ladies out there watching, but most women just can't stomach a lot of science fiction. And so you can get these movies that come in and kind of hit on it. You know, they got to be kind of light, you know, go back to independence day. So it's got to be comical, right? There's got to be like this, this, in order for a science fiction movie to work, there has to be this, uh, this formula. Mm-hmm. And I think most of the science fiction that we haven't done already is would be difficult to be formulaic like you know all of the great you know isaac asimov stories that haven't been told or arthur c Clarke so many, stories yeah. that we can go back and do it would be difficult to be formulaic and the dudes are going to be like yeah but the problem is the studios want that lady eyeballs and so that, that's you why know? superhero movies work though because like you can create a superhero movie where the actual subgenre is science fiction so you get both you but it's not enough like to me i get the subgenre being science fiction but it's not enough science fiction for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't like science fiction as a B story. I just don't. Right. Um, I need even guardians of the galaxy, which is definitely science fiction. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, is the best of them. Um, but, but let's take a look at what is, I would argue so this, science fiction might, I mean, uh, uh, guardians of the galaxy might just be, might just be science fiction. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. Su- it's, 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 it's just it's science kind of, fiction and just happen to have a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're superheroes because they're they're Batmaning it, right? They're doing the right thing, but they're not right. super powered individuals, right? Yeah, that, there is a difference about that. I think that's why Batman's so beloved. You know, there is an element, and then but also super Superman is well once so yeah, and like, Superman is the ultimate superhero, right? He is like uh, he's god. He's basically a god, right? Um, which is why I think that DC is in an interesting place because if they if they really play it right, they can become top dog very easily. And even if people have superhero fatigue, there are so many DC stories that take a godlike figure, but give them so much humanity that it becomes a story that's 
not the, where the character, the the superhero part of the character is is the B story and the the actual character of Clark and the people around him are what's important. Um, I believe they can do that, and there's so many good books. If I, James Gunn is smart, just go and Google the top ten superhero comic books. Well, the, but there's a problem there. So okay, so I do trust James Gunn. He turned Peacemaker into something that I really liked. Oh, I see. And uh, great, great point. So, was was yeah. the character was the superhero right. the, so, the feature, or was the man the feature? Oh well, I mean it's it's two wrapped up in one. But the 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 superhero had depth to the character, right? The, and that which a lot of superheroes don't have. He had a tremendous amount of depth. So if he can pull that off, that's great. But what concerns me is like James Gunn already has like this whole like lineup of stuff he's going to do besides Superman Legacy. We're hearing about all these other DC products mm-hmm. that are very fringe uh, comic book, you know, titles. What what I think he should do is just do what they should have done from the beginning. Do a super ha- do do a Superman movie, do a Batman movie, do a do a pick whatever Justice League characters you want. Right, right. Green and, Lantern, Wonder and, Woman, and then whatever. W- once you've done four of them, now do your first Justice League movie. Then do another one. Just basically copy Marvel, but yeah. don't be giggly. You know, yeah, copy, copy Marvel, Marvel, but be serious. But have you have copy Marvel, copy Marvel's uh, release, you know, release schedule, but have depth to your story. Add depth to your, which James Gunn's great at. He's he good is. at multi-layering his character. And you can have, and James Gunn has humor, but also a ton of depth. Mm, and like, heart. I never thought, like, if you watch James Gunn's Suicide Squad, I never thought for a minute that I would care about a character called Ratcatcher. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's a character whose father invented a wand or a, a device of some sort that allows her to control rats because yeah. he was into rats or something. It's very wild. But, dude, that character, toward the end, when she's calling all the rats mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. kill... By the way, the villain star... Who puts that kind of a villain in a movie? And it was James terrifying. You, If you picked all the villains, which villain would be the most terrifying? You wouldn't for a minute think it was Starro. But my <laughs> God, that was a terrifying villain. And, she, and, and Starro thinks that the city belongs to him or her or whatever it is. And she's like, no, the city belongs to the rats. And all the rats come out. And it goes to the flashback with her father, Taiki Waititi. And, his, and it was so... It was sad and inspiring yeah. and hopeful, and it wasn't. It was about rats. What the f? How do you do that? Like, if James Gunn can do that with a character called the Rat Catcher, what can he do with Superman? Right. Well, that's what we're hoping. Okay. So, I know, I mean, man. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that he's as good with a main character as he is with these Edge characters, like Guardians of the Galaxy. All Edge characters. That's true. Superman has. Superman has a deep story. It has he has a rich history that everybody is very aware of. It's going to be more difficult to um, to do something more with this character and have less people complain. You know, so he's going to have to figure out his own little path. And you got to remember, Henry Cavill Superman brought another different element to Superman that the Christopher Reeves and other Superman had had already built up. So what is he going to bring to this? But if he does that, if he if he builds his 
his his universe correctly, he can get people excited again, uh, a la, you know, Zack Snyder, you know, in his movies, we're getting people excited. He can do that again with different characters, different actors, but they have to be good. I mean, they have to be, right. they have to be Marvel good. You know, well, they have Mar- to get the Marvel right Thor. The, Pre-end right... game. Yeah. Well, see, and, and, and that's a really good point, but let me add on to it because Thor is perfect as Chris Hemsworth is a perfect Thor, but he sure. wasn't a perfect but Thor he, in the right. first Thor movie. Well, and he, he, who would have ever guessed he'd be the perfect Thor. He just right. happened to capture the right tone. Right. But it took him two movies to figure that tone out. He wasn't bad in the first one. I mean, it was, it was a little bit, but you could see what it was going to become. Right. That's you know true. I mean? You could see what he was capable of. And they need to find actors like that, that aren't, you know, no offense to Timothy Chalamet. I know we make fun of him a lot, but we need somebody who's got a little, you know, we don't need, we need somebody who can, you know, bring a different element to that character that makes that character special. Yeah. Not Timothy Chalamet. Right. Sorry. Which, I'm sorry. It, it, if whether you're on drugs or not, bro, if you appear to always be on drugs, you shouldn't be acting in a movie that requires passion. It looks like he's constantly yeah. taking downers. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> everyone doesn't see this. His eyes no, are literally it, drooping in his face. And he's like, uh, he has no pen, no gravitas whatsoever. We'll, whatsoever. we'll see what happens when Willy Wonka comes out. If oh. Willy Wonka comes out and he's okay, he might have a chance. But otherwise, he's already been in huge movies. He's actually. Say, when I saw the Willy Wonka, it was like a, a triple whammy. First of all, I love the character of right. Willy Wonka. I do too. And I was like, oh, Willy Wonka movie. Oh, it's a prequel. God damn it. Okay. Oh, it's Timothy Chalamet. Oh, what the? F- what? The- <laughs> it was the worst possible news. I went from super excited to completely and totally downtrodden. Right. Because nobody who loves Dune, and I'll be curious what the chat has to say about this. You don't love Dune because of Timothy Chalamet. You love Dune because of the universe that you're getting to see that you didn't get to see right. in those books all that time. Right. I mean, come on. As Paul Atreides, uh, somebody says here he's a good Paul Atreides. Is he? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, is he? I, we'll we'll see during the second movie if he's a good Paul Atreides, but we don't know up till this point. Yeah, the first didn't movie didn't give us right. enough to know whether or not he's a good Paul Atreides, in my opinion. But it could. He, maybe he could blow us away in the second movie. He's going to be writing, uh, writing our worm. So, yeah. All right. So um, we talked about DC. Uh, we do believe that DC has a chance to step out and actually uh, level up or elevate the genre, or I guess the I guess the complex, um, uh, you know, alloy that is mm. superhero movies. Because I believe superhero movies is more like an, an alloy genre. It's a com- it's a combined genre. It's it's multiple genres in one. Um, but what about Marvel? Can Marvel Let's say let's say Deadpool is just another Deadpool generic movie, and mm. they keep going down this route. Are we going to see Marvel go the way you know have, have the same problems that Star Wars has, where they stop making movies and they start making a bunch of Disney Plus shows that go nowhere? Well, they're already doing it. They're already doing go making a ton of Disney Plus shows. That's true. Secret Wars. No one yeah. liked that, right? No, no, it's not any good. You know, so what they have to do is they got to start over. They've already run to the 
or you find somebody like James Gunn who can take your periphery characters and make them super interesting and tell a good story. Right. But like he did with the other Marvel characters, he's already done that with. So, I mean, you got to find somebody who's really good at their job. That's the only other thing you can do. All right. Tell the story in a new way, but just to put a button on this whole thing, where are we going with movies? If superheroes are out, which by the way, they'll never be completely out. Right. Like we're never going to stop having superhero movies. It's just, it'll keep happening. Well, com- comics did something similar too. Where like they started in with like Westerns. Then it was like mm-hmm. detective comics. Then it was superheroes for a long time, golden age of comics. And then it went into other areas where it was more about like a real ca- characters, like the Punisher and like sort mm-hmm. of gritty uh, yeah. action style things. Then it was sci-fi for a while. Then it was back to superheroes. You know, there's been the meta has changed in comic books, just like it has in movies. Like this is not a new thing. Like we're, what what comes next? That's the great question. Well, and and so my I wonder if Oppenheimer doesn't create a you know this this movie. So our top movies for this year, of course, the Super Mario Brother movie, which you knew if they ever turned that into a real movie, was going to just do incredible stuff. Yeah, uh, Barbie, which is I, it's an outlier um, because it's nobody's ever done a Barbie movie before, but it also was a thinking movie. And if you saw Barbie and you know how we feel about the overall thing, uh, it was an incredibly well-made movie um, and it makes you think. Uh, guess what else makes you think? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which arguably is probably the least best of the of the three Guardians movies, but still a good outing. Uh, had different layers of different, you know, um, we really went into uh, um, Rocket Raccoon's backstory, which was like, whoa, kind of tripped everybody up. Uh, Oppenheimer thinking movie, Fast X, not a thinking movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, wait, what do you what do you mean? You you don't not think a thinking movie? I mean, you don't like uh, the, now. If, if what the about the genre, complexity of family and cars in space? Shane? Well, if cheese is the next genre of movies to come, which is possible with, with no with Fast no X way. and. And Blue Beetle. No, uh, it's possible that, that that our audiences are getting dumber, and we want dumber movies. Oh, like, like Idiocracy, where it's like and the the best movie <laughs> right. at the box office was some guy like getting his shot kicked in the nuts. Yeah, how does Meg Two uh, beat Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves? How? And, and and let me tell you something. It's doing it. I have seen both movies, and I am both shocked. <laughs> and disappointed in humanity I in humanity too. i am dungeons yeah. and dragons was mm-hmm. a great movie it was it was a great movie it had it had awesome dungeon actual D tropes that were displayed on screen for the first time to us and it worked for normies and for people that understood dungeons and dragons it had video game references that only we would get mm. but wouldn't but wouldn't trip up the normies my kids liked it. My wife liked it. Yep, I liked it. My dad liked it. Literally like five generations of people I knew with varying backgrounds, whether they're nerds or jocks or girl girls, love that movie. We're not going to see a, a Dungeons and Dragons 2, I take it. I mean, I don't know how you can. I mean, I, it definitely made money. That's the good thing. I think it did. Um, but the problem is, is like Meg two. I mean, there's going to be a Meg three, bro. Thanks to this $354 million 
outing for Meg to the Trench, which I saw and is a completely garbage, utter trash movie. <laughs> it's fun. Complete. And I guess how I saw it. I saw it on streaming because it's already on streaming. It's a fun movie. It's not even remotely fun. Yeah, it's fun. stupid. Meg, it's, it's, you could argue very, that the first Meg movie was a little bit. It's fun. very stupid, but it's fun. It's not. What is fun about it? What is fun about it? You know what the crazy point is? In both movies, there's a point where they could have made it an actual, like, good horror movie with the shark and all that. But they, there's this moment in each movie where they just completely flip and go totally outlandish stupid. Well, it's it's like it's not really. Here's the problem with the Meg movies: they're wild animals as opposed to potentially a demon creature right. right and so it's treated differently but i mean they even stole a line from jaws you know jason statham like like did a you know shut up you son of a bitch or something like and, and just totally like stole from roy schneider roy schneider you know and i'm just like you know what Piss you know what they say movie. bro there's three things that will always sell on premium cable sharks nazis <laughs> sharks. and aliens you know what when sh- you're right because sharknado 14 is was like the rage my kids wanted to watch it so I'm sharks okay nazis it. and aliens will always sell tickets all right well there's been go. that well, way sold, since the 70s well it sold more tickets than the flash that is disappointing tickets, <laughs> and it sold more tickets than dungeons and dragons and creed 3 a oh, rocky movie that is disappointing that's rough uh, yeah. guys what are we doing look 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 <laughs> i was semi-entertained by this movie but like i have a pretty low bar when it comes like if you're like showing me reaction and colors i'll pretty much buy into the to the crazy and enjoy and turn my brain off and enjoy something but even me who has this extremely low bar when it comes to action entertainment even i was like "Eh, this is sort of stupid (laughs) yeah well meg 2 indiana jones barely held off meg 2 just to tell you how well meg 2 did so well to be fair indiana jones was boring as shit it was a bad movie. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, what, the things that finished above it, you know, surprise, surprise, one we didn't talk about. You knew The Little Mermaid was going to make a ton of movie regardless because it was the first live action version of itself. Uh, but but Elemental did way better uh, than anybody thought it was going to do, the Disney movie. Yeah, I didn't and like that it, movie. I liked it. it. It didn't have a bunch of messaging to me. No, um, it didn't. I just... and, it, and it was just kind of a classic I just story. there's so like I need to understand the universe better. Um, that universe was so wacky that it was very difficult for me to understand like the rules. I think that's what I liked about it is that everything was so every moment was potentially dangerous. I think mm. watching it. So when you know you know water and fire mixing together and all these you know air and they got the different elements. Um, but it was a decent story. It was a different story. Um, and that movie has done better. Now, Disney has a lot of problems this year, and I wouldn't say, oh, you know, hang your hat on Pixar's Elemental. But No, yeah, don't. Uh, the stock price is still plummeting, so. Well, and I think that's a good transition to our next place. Uh, anyways, my whole idea for uh, what movie I think coming next, perhaps biopics. We do have um, with oh, Oppenheimer. God. You've got Napoleon no, coming out. Uh, you have Priscilla. Presley. Oh, God damn I, it. No, please stop. Well, it's making me really happy right now. Oh, so Brian God. as miserable oh. as Brian is. I'm, I'm jazzed at the idea of no, more biopics. No biopics, so, please. 
<laughs> please don't do this to me. No biopics, please. Well, God. listen, I've had to tolerate the the explosion bullshit for a decade. Oh so my God. give me my biopics, okay? So or horror. I'll take horror. Give me some good horror stuff. Oh, God. So. It's like the only thing we agree on entertainment-wise is science fiction, I swear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything else we're like complete opposite on. Uh, real quick from Michael Nemo for $3. Thank you, Michael Nemo. He says, let me say this about the second Suicide Squad film. I couldn't get past Peace- Peacemaker killing mm. Rick Flagg. That really took me out of the picture and story, not because of any love for Flag, but because it seemed like a freshman writing mistake, protagonist killing protagonist. I think Peacemaker was not supposed to be the protagonist, though. I think he was supposed to be um, an unwitting uh, villain. I he, think John Cena stole the role. Yeah, he stole I, I think John Cena's performance made it so he ended up with a spinoff. Um, he just, you know, listen, the one thing John Cena is good at is the characters exactly like that. Right. You know, the, you know, kind of a little dumb, kind of a little funny, kind of thinks he's the good guy, but he's not the good guy all the time. Right. Yeah. He, that was perfect role for him, man. So I I, I I would, I would kill all women and children to make sure there was peace. (laughs) (laughs) That that sums that up pretty much good right there. Right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Moving on to, to Disney. We let's had a little bit of transition there. Yeah, let's but. talk about Disney because Disney's stock is continuing to plummet. And you saw our thumbnail. It's uh, Mickey Mouse um, reveling in uh, a burning pile of money. And whose money is that, Shane? Mine and yours. That's, that's, that's our money. Is. <laughs> the, the dummies who invested in them yeah. in 2020. Yeah, you know, yeah, we thought. Uh, I mean, Endgame came out, biggest movie in the world. Disney right. Plus streaming's coming. Why not put money in Disney? Right, right. It made sense. Yeah, it's down to eighty three dollars and sixty eight cents a share. What's your average buy in there, Shane? I don't want to talk about it. That's all I want to say. All right. Well, mine more is, than that. Mine was incredibly low uh, at the time. It was a record, <laughs> a record low, and uh, one hundred and twenty bucks. And I bought in incredibly low. And it well, and somehow you, has gone way lower. Well, I'll just tell you, it's my largest position by far in my wife's retirement. Don't don't tell her. Hopefully she's not watching. Uh, and so I could be holding that money until 2040, probably. So, until they sell it to Apple. I wish I had actually bought in March of 2020 uh, when it was 85 bucks. Well, you'd still be down. Isn't I know, but I wouldn't it's be lower. down as much. Listen, it's lower than when everybody was panicking, thinking the world was going to end because of COVID and where we were all going to die. When that moment, there was a moment about a week or two there where we all thought millions and millions of people were about to die. Right? I didn't think that. The stock market crashed. What? I never thought millions of people, millions of people were going to die. Why did you not think that? That's what they were reporting. I understand that, but uh, that's not what the science said. No, no, there was no science yet, man. No, this there was before science. there was any science or anything. Like early the first reports, the first reports that came out, the first official reports that come out said that hundreds of millions of people were going to die. That was the first report. You're yeah, telling me I at guess, that moment, I guess, you didn't believe it? I guess initially there was some fear there, but yes, like there after a few months. Well, right. I don't I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking when about was at that, that 2019? Moment, 2020. When COVID became a reality in February, March of 2020. Oh, okay. So yeah, I bought I bought in July. 
That's what yeah, you bought no, Disney. You, you bought later. But if you had bought at that point, now that's what I'm trying to say is if you bought Disney stock at that point, when people thought literally this report came out that that hundreds of millions of people were going to die around the world, stock market crashed, right? Mm-hmm. It bottomed. And even though the world was coming to an end, Disney stock only fell to 86 bucks. What's it at now? So it's worse. It's worse than when everyone thought the world was going to end. And you got to understand, like, when it was at $86, like, from our perspective, like, well, that is the lowest it'll ever be. And it's, and it's a unique situation where all the parks are shut down. And it's, it's, when, when is Disney going to be on its knees again? Apparently it's going to, it's going to live on its knees. Quickly, quickly, because they're so stupid that they couldn't help themselves, but to destroy themselves. Um, yeah, I mean, I think these are 1990 pricing, right? Yeah. Is is that what it? Oh, 1990s? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Disney No, the 90s Disney stock. No, the 90s were it was in it was at like 30 or 40 bucks in the 90s. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was. Pricing. It was at like 27 bucks in the 90s. Late 90s. Oh, you're right. You're right. So, this is this is 2014 pricing. Right. So, yeah, 10 right. years ago. Yeah, so, you know, Disney's done nothing but destroy itself and it's 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 done it's done so ridiculously like this was the company that was set up to be successful there's like if there was one company you were going to bet on not to fail it was disney right you you look at apple like how many different iphones can you make like right so that's like their product that people that everybody uses right they're the biggest company in the world disney has the parks they got marvel they've got star wars they've got you know all these different hotels they've got pixar now they've got Disney Plus streaming service where everybody's yeah. going to be able to watch. I mean, they own how Hulu, can it fail? ESPN. And here's how you do it. Here's how you fail your company. <laughs> Just make a bunch of shit. Just that make nobody likes. Make nothing but shit for like three years straight. It's unfreaking believable. And make shit out of things that people thought where where it was incapable to make shit out of <laughs> right and, and take things that people love and destroy it right uh wantingly knowingly because the messaging <laughs> because you because because you need the force to be female sorry I have, I, have need... a, I have an insert for this these oh, things are ruining my childhood <laughs> they're taking everything that mattered to me and they're fisting it the Oh, look. Oh, oh, hey, look. Oh, here. There's more for you. <laughs> or because you need to teach children about sexuality. Like right. th- th- it doesn't make any sense why you would. I mean, maybe idiocracy is coming and it starts at the studio level. I don't know. Like, like whose fucking brilliant idea is it to destroy all these franchises? I mean, idiots like you and I can sit here and go, oh, that's a bad idea. And we're right. dumb. Right. It's like, crazy. Cause how you're like, stupid are you? Think about this, like okay, all right, okay, guys, listen, we can't fail. We got Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford's, Harrison <laughs> oh Ford's God, coming you got back. Indiana Jones. We can't fail. We own Indiana Jones, and, and Harrison Ford is going to come back for one last hurrah. We're like, okay, cool. Um, let's hire all the wrong people to make this movie. Um, let's approve the first script that actually completely takes Indiana Jones out of the equation. And then let's try to replace him with the most unbelievable, <laughs> sanctimonious, skinny, annoying, 
you know, uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Let's replace. Why? Why? And and why? And why? That's the question. Why? No, no. Why did they hire her? Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot exactly why. It was because um, what what, what was the reason again? It was um because they wanted more girls to go watch. Yeah, it the was movie. no, no, no. That but there was, no, no. But she said something too specifically. She no, said something about the character. Say. No, no. I don't care what they say or what they say. The reasoning is there's one reason right. why they did it. They want more women to watch the movies. Look, I, I, women already it. watch the movies, though. They already go they with, already their, did. with their guys. They already go. You had a You're winning you get, had a winning model. You didn't need to change it up. You're not going to get like throngs of girls in the afternoon going to see a movie. Barbie, yes, but not Indiana Jones. And here's the thing. James Mangold did a great job with Logan. But here's the difference between Professor X and Indiana Jones. Professor X is in a fucking wheelchair. Yeah, he's an invalid, okay? dude. He's an Indiana invalid. Jones is a, is an action star. Yeah. Okay. There's a <laughs> and the movie wasn't about it wasn't about <laughs> Professor X. Professor X was a, was part of the movie. The well, movie was about was, Logan. He, well, it was about Logan, but he was an invalid character, right. main character, invalid, and that's what Harrison Ford. That's what Indiana Jones became an invalid in his own movie. Bro. He took he took Logan and made Indiana Jones the Pick of destiny. Sorry, it's a tenacious D. And and he took Logan and made it Pennywater bullshit chick, right? To actually play that role. No, I mean, no one, no one buys it for a second. You know what? You know what pissed me off most about Indiana Jones, Shane? Is that two years we're like, there guys, there's no way there's time travel in this movie. <laughs> for for two years. Uh, uh, right, right. For two years, we said, guys. You guys, stop. everyone's being way too reactive about this. First off, Mangold is a proven creative. There's mm -hmm. no way there's time travel. Why would they do that? That's way too crazy. For two years, we defended uh, Mangold, and we comp and we promoted the fact that there's no way there's time travel in the movie. We even made an entire video that no one watched about how that's not going to happen. <laughs> and then... We watch the movie, and there's time travel in the movie, and to make it worse, it didn't even make sense. Like the way he discovers time travel yeah. is because he and has the watch. One point. Right. And how do you how do you get the watch it. without time travel? It's it's you know, literally a bootstrap right. paradox right it's there dumb. on screen. It's dumb. And and on top of it, then she she actually uh he says, No, I'm just gonna stay back here in the past and I've always wanted to be here, blah, blah, blah. And she punches him in the face and drags him back to the future. It doesn't I mean, even explain how they got back to the future properly. Like, I mean, the, por it, the portal, I guess. No, but it did that thing where it's like, members Stargate made fun of this in the 200, in the 200th episode. They made fun of the idea of not showing the audience how crazy a, a specific action was. So like in Stargate 200 episode, they were taught, they were, you know, it was uh, that little guy. I forgot his name. He's died recently. He was pitching oh, an idea yeah. how they're all going to, they, they got to get to the gate. But over the ridge, they see an entire army of Jaffa and Gua'uld. Mm. And they're like, how do we get to the gate? And then it just cuts to them coming to the gate. Well, that yes. was crazy, huh? That was, oh, that was wild, That's yeah. pretty much what Indiana Jones did three times where mm. it just it just happened. And it's, it's I, I'm, I'm ashamed of, of Mangold because he is clearly capable of better. He is 100%. I don't know why he, he, he allowed that he to happen. To, he tried to Logan. That's what he tried to do. He thought he was, he thought having a broken Indiana Jones. But the problem is, is he never let Indiana Jones recover, 
the problem is, is even if Indiana Jones was broken, he didn't have his moment where he reclaimed right. his status. Like you have to have a character be able to reclaim their their destiny on screen if you're going to have a broken. I mean, Jesus Christ, who's writing this shit? I mean, it's just not that difficult. Crazy, it's not. You know, it's weird. Listen, all of you guys in Hollywood, you need quality control people in the room with you. Fans who understand it, who can say, oh, that's stupid. Don't do that. It's very, very easy. Right. You know, I mean, how, you know, I granted he's really old. Harrison Ford, it would have been really tough, you know, to have him do some of the stuff that he did. But how hard would it have been just to have, you know, a shining moment where he wins? You know what I'm saying? Where he really wins. He never right. wins in this movie. So I got to say, okay, so on that note, though, you could have made it where he won, though, Shane. You 100% could have. You could have made it for also killing killing his son off screen. What a wasted opportunity. Like, that's a wasted opportunity. Well, but see, in order to make room for her, you had to kill him. Right. That was a, that was a mistake. But That's your Kathleen but, Kennedy talking. But the character could have had his redemption moment where he came, where he snapped out of it and found yep. his purpose and all Agreed. that. But instead, they made him a broken man living in a in in a in a hovel, where who, you know, who ended a broken man and but ended a broken back. man. But he got his wife back. Right, he was talking the same broken. Man. God, I, that is oh, <laughs> it's so stupid. Great, great comment by Lord Toth. It's a fracking depressing movie for us post fifty year olds, right? I mean, why don't we just go die? Like right. that's really the message. Yeah, <laughs> like, just once die. you're over fifty, you're you're pretty much done. So. Okay, so enough about uh, Indiana Jones. We, it's supposed to be about Disney. We well, see we get pissed off. Well, I know. They destroy I, I, all of our stuff. I want to talk about the next property, Star Wars, and I think CD Mays, uh, Christopher Mays, has a great super chat he just sent in that is a perfect segue uh, for twenty five dollars. Thank you, Christopher. Oh, thanks, Chris. Keeping us alive, bro. And real quick. So until we are dick up and flat broke, <laughs> this is your life. Um, he says, the more I think about Asaka. The more I dislike Asaka, mm. and I'm almost positive Christopher Mays wrote Asaka twice to try to get me to write say the word Asaka. <laughs> That's and the way you're saying it is perfect. It's a city in Japan. Okay, so is it Osaka, Asaka? I think it's, it's Asaka, Asoka, Asoka. What the fuck? I don't know. Ah, say it with me. Ah, Asoka, Soka. And that doesn't even matter because you're probably not going to say it ever. I'm not going to say it right now. Ahsoka. Whatever. Thank you, Christopher. And thank you for this amazing segue. And yes, I also dislike that show very much. Um, I keep trying to watch it and like it keeps selling me the wrong thing. I keep thinking there's going to be this moment where Star Wars is going to, it's going to like flip into something reminiscent of what I remember, but it never does. Yeah. Can you put the super chats on the screen when you're reading them next time? I'm trying to. Or is um, it not working? It's not working. Yeah. Ah, sorry guys. Yeah, and ordinarily we'd be able to like show them, but unfortunately we can't. Uh, yeah. I, I need to. I need to figure working. out a different method because when we lost, um, when we got, when we got demonetized, uh, things don't work the same way. And it, it's funny. Bu- I thought it, it, you were able to show it. Well, it was showing up, but it shows up like all giant big, and it still does, but it doesn't show up very long, and it's huge on the screen. Uh. I see. And it disappears instantly. I'm trying to fix it, guys. All right. Well, we do the best we can. Um, so, yeah. So, Ahsoka, um, I've I've been watching it a little bit. And you know what strikes me is like, I understand that, that they want to add more women into these shows. But it doesn't it feel to you like all of the characters are women? Yeah, they're all women. 
isn't that weird to me? It's just kind of weird. It's weird. Like it doesn't feel natural. I mean, I understand like, you know, if it's like split 50, 50 or, or even if there may be a, an extra girl to a guy or whatever, whatever, but you know, that are important to the storyline, but it feels like even right. the guards or even the, it just feels like everybody's a girl in the show. It's like, it's all, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost entirely female cast. Other than like the old dudes, like there's a couple of old dudes in the right. show. Right. And that's pretty much and it. Probably but... racist. <laughs> well, one's evil. One's a Sith. Right. And then one is, I guess, the guy in charge of. Uh, it probably perverts, too. <laughs> and they're white. You got it right. OK, there you yeah. go. Wait, 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 wait. As white dudes, if you have a problem with that, you know where you can go. <laughs> well, I mean, it's OK because that character is is a female character. But, you know, I mean, even the Jedi she's hanging out with are like females. But anyways, um, the show's been pretty boring up to this point. Yeah, it's um, like they can't they haven't learned the lesson. I don't know what's going boring. on. They, I, how do you stick with this? Imagine this, Shane. Imagine if... Ready? Imagine if uh, at our shop, we hired someone um, to design t-shirts. And yeah, I, I, can, I think I've seen that before. And every shirt they designed, not only did we not like, but it also wouldn't sell crap. Okay. Um... Now, after like six months, we'd probably reevaluate. What if it's been like three years, four years? <laughs> then we've we're dumb for letting we're, them continue we're to make dumb. <laughs> you're not selling anything. No one likes what you're creating. Shit, we don't even like it. At what point do you go? Okay, we have the wrong creatives in charge of this property. Is it because there's nobody else? Like literally, Dave Filoni's making this. Jesus, and he is the anointed Star Wars king right now right so if he can't make good star wars holy shit like we're in trouble star wars is in trouble if dave filoni can't make good star wars maybe it just needs to be a cartoon or something i don't know but if he can't make good star wars then who can make good star wars what's going on with dave filoni like i why would he why would he tell a story that nobody knows unless you've seen the cartoons it's just a bad idea it's like Maybe he's a good creative, but like there needs to be someone in charge of him or it's like, yo, Dave, no one is not, not everyone's seen your cartoon, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't, I just don't, I just don't understand. And I can tell you right away that uh, Ahsoka was a bad idea. Not that it's a bad character, or whatever. I don't even know it or care. But if I was like the studio head in charge of the next Star Wars project, and Filoni's like, hey, I want to make this show called Ahsoka. All right, who is that? Oh, it's a character I introduced in my cartoon. Okay, well, let's back up. Maybe make a, a show about a character people know something about and introduce that character in that show. And then go from there. Don't assume people have watched your cartoon. Well, and maybe the problem is, is that Dave Filoni doesn't know the truth. And that's because perhaps Lucasfilm and Disney is lying to him. As comes out a report that we just had here, uh, it's apparent that there were reports that um, the Ahsoka show um, was getting poor performance. According to Samba, uh, Samba TV, it was reported that 1.2 million viewers watched in the U.S., 
Um, so that report that numbers were low got this wonderful little comment here from Kathleen Kennedy, uh, who gave an official quote. Ahsoka has become a fan favorite with people of all ages, and it's wonderful to see her continue to resonate with viewers in her own headlining series. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, just learn more about her now on Disney+. Plus. They reported that there were 14 million views in the first week. Right. So we don't know. Are they telling the truth? Or is the other uh, company telling the truth? Well, it's really hard to trust Disney because Disney is currently being sued over a fraudulent scheme to guess what? Hide streaming losses. Which is, which is, by the way, what a lot of the writer's strike is about is about the writer is wanting to get paid residuals. So they would have to, in order to get paid residuals, they would have to know how many views or subscribers or whatever, whatever the metric is, how successful their show was. And th the studio, that is that information is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's such a, it's such a golden ticket. They are never, never going to give into that demand. Which is no. why the strike will never, if it does end, it'll be because the writers lost. Or it'll be because of people like us who said, we're, we're leaving your streaming service. Which is going to be hard for people to do. It's hard for people to turn off right. their entertainment. Uh, so Disney shareholders accuse the media giant's leadership of misleading investors with a fraudulent scheme uh, designed to hide the extent of Disney Plus losses. According to a new lawsuit that was filed on August 23rd. Uh, investors claim they were deliberately duped by statements from Chapek, uh, specifically one from December 2020, which boasted that Disney Plus has exceeded our widest expectations and bolstered our confidence despite suspicious profitability forecasts. Um, according to, uh, let's see, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the Mouse House faces an identical investor suit. So there's more than one. Multiple investors are pissed. Um, basically saying that Disney is propping up Disney plus to juice its own stock price, which guess what guys isn't happening. The stock price keeps falling. It ain't working. If that's what they're doing, it ain't working. He says to conceal these adverse facts, defendants engaged in fraudulent scheme designed to hide the extent of Disney plus losses to make the growth trajectory of business. Disney plus subscribers mm. appear sustainable and 2024 Disney plus targets appear achievable. When they are not. Yeah. So did Ahsoka get 14 million views in its first week or are these third party tracking services? Correct. I mean, listen, it's not close. It's not like one says 10 million and one says 14 million. We're talking about right. 1.2 million versus 14 million. Yeah. You're, you're literally, you know, 13 million away, big guy. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, is it possible that they're, they're right? I mean, maybe, but maybe that first week when the first two episodes came out, but I want to know what the viewership is week three, the third episode, literally nothing happened in the whole episode, bro. I, nothing I want, happened. I want Roku to install, um, tracking onto Roku's that, and become the new Nielsen that That'd shows what people are watching. Not, not, not that shows that Shane is watching this, but anonymous data on what people are watching and when, and then give that information publicly. But they'll never do it. 
because they're in bed. I mean, as much as I love Roku, they need the streaming services to survive. Right. And streaming so services need, would probably remove their product. Roku, they would just be like, screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Roku's got to get so big where Disney Plus Too can't operate without Roku. The same way, like, Twitter can't operate without Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Like, I'm sure that Elon wanted to remove Twitter to get rid of that 30%, you know, high uh, price and to, and to be able to remove blocking all this stuff you wanted to do that he can't do because it's part in order to be part of those markets, you have to do these, but he cannot, that Twitter can't survive without those two marketplaces. Right. Roku has got to become so big that a streaming service, it would be, it would be suicide to remove themselves from their streaming service. Well, I'll tell you what, I keep buying Roku stock. And the reason why is everybody keeps reporting that Roku keeps is in the TV business. They're trying to dominate the TV market, right? And so that's a bad move and bad for their stock price. But I just keep buying it because here's the deal. If Roku can become the smart TV that you buy, not not T TCL, not all the other ones that have smart TVs, but if, if Roku TV becomes the number one smart TV seller, they can dominate the streaming services. If everybody has this Roku TV... That's where their apps have to go through. And that's when Roku can start providing numbers, which is just going to ingrain them more and become, you know, have them become more necessary. Someone asked what, so, what, what's the percentage of people use Roku? Check it out. This is, this is the latest uh, trend, 2023. Roku has 49% right now, the total home. And that's streaming devices. That's not even their TVs. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and let me tell you, Roku, all of my TVs, you know, as I, as I begin to replace them, they'll all become Roku TVs. You know, I, it's better than, I don't have to go buy a Roku device to stick on it. The TVs cost about the same amount of money, you know, as, as any of the other TVs. And now I don't have to go buy a separate device. It's all right there on my television. Yeah. It's the best yeah. smart, it's the best smart TV uh, there is Roku. hundred percent. The system is the best. It's the most um, uh, reactive it's easy to scroll, to find things. It's fast. It's snappy. It's high quality. It's by it far the free, best software. It also has a free streaming service on it. And it literally has a free, the Roku streaming service is not only free, but actually pretty good. But pretty good. It's got good shows. It's yeah. got good shows. And you're like, I'm not sure how they do this because like they don't charge a monthly cost for your Roku. But I'll tell you what, the, the way they're probably doing it is because they do take a tiny percentage of the of the uh, subscription costs mm -hmm. when you sign up. So like when you sign up to like uh, Hulu through the Roku app, you know, you know, and the device instead of on instead of just plugging in your username and password, yeah. they take a tiny percentage of that. And what's great is the user isn't paying that percentage. Hulu's paying that tiny percentage. Disney Plus is paying the ninety percent, so yeah. that's that's how they're making their residuals. You know, it's just the best company out there, and uh, well, I think that once it gets to like sixty five percent, I think that it will not be well, you can't ignore it. This is just streaming devices, so right. you got to remember televisions is the key, because everybody can use their own smart TV system. They don't necessarily even need one of those streaming devices. So I, I think that number is not great because let's say you buy an. Uh, a TLC smart TV, they're just using their own software for you to get their apps. They got their whole own system, right? Which is not good. 
um, by the way, their, their systems are slow. It's, they don't, they're not responsive. And the TV gets older, um, it doesn't work as well. I know I'm going through that right now, which is why I'm replacing my TVs with Roku TVs or Roku devices because everything operates fast like the computer. I just slap a device on TV. I don't, I don't care about buying the actual TV. I actually prefer well, when dumb you replace TVs. Them, when you replace them, which will come because the Roku TVs are becoming, you know, 40 inch TV right now is like 150 bucks. No, I know. I, I'm, I would probably go out of my way to get a dumb TV. It's those days are over, though, is what I'm telling you. They're not going to be selling dumb TVs. Oh, anymore. I see. They're all just going to be, They're all They're all gonna gonna be, be smart TVs. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you know, I, I and I, I watch next time you buy a TV, you're going to call me up and be like, I just bought a Roku. Yeah, because you're probably, you're probably right. Why not? You know, you don't have to. One buy thing I don't device. like, I don't like the fact that the their, their remotes between the TVs and the devices are not uh, universal. It drives mm-hmm. me nuts that where the remotes between the devices are all pretty much all work on each other. But for some reason, their TV remotes, even though they look identical, do not operate with the the Roku devices and vice versa. It's very odd. Well, they have now they have the system where it's like an Xbox. So you connect it to that yeah, you television, pair it, right? You pair it, which is great because I mean, think about it. If you got uh, you know TVs and alternate in in two different rooms that are close to each other, you're going to be changing each other's channel. Well, yeah, because the 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 device the the remotes are actually great because they work on Bluetooth. They don't work on like infrared. You can have that remote underneath uh, you, the blankets. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, right, that's true. Um, I like the fact too it has they all have the voice thing on them now too and mm-hmm. and some of the new remotes actually have keyboards on them it's just it's like someone at Roku knows exactly what people want I'm going to call them to be an advertiser <laughs> right because <laughs> we're basically advertising for them now. I'm like come on here now um yeah so what were we talking about yeah so yeah so Nielsen ratings Roku I mean Roku is the obvious I mean they do have some third party services but the streaming services have to give access um, and right now Roku doesn't have a large enough share to be able to say, well, this is what people are watching on our service, you know, right. which they could provide those numbers. And then, you know, at some point somebody's got to get there, but the problem is, is they don't want to get axed out. So until they have the major market share, it's dangerous to go against the streaming services. Right. Right. I hear that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, is Disney, the question is, is Disney going to, you think Disney's ever going to be back on top, Shane? Yeah, they will. Um, you know, at some point, somebody's going to get, everybody's going to get fired. What's going to happen is everybody's going to get fired uh, and, and everybody's going to get replaced and common sense is going to be restored. You know, people are going to want to go return to the, the theme parks. I mean, right now, since COVID, everybody's trying to get out and travel. But the economy is a little bit depressed, so it's kind of putting a little bit of hampering on it. So the parks are going to eventually pick back up again. Um, and Disney just needs to figure out its way for making new content. It needs to slow down how many Marvel, Star Wars things it's producing. It needs to focus on creating stronger content. This is All of this is the fault of the streaming services. They had to have a ton of com- uh, content. They had to create their own cable network quickly. That's why everybody, Netflix, Disney Plus, all of these networks uh, have been spending so much money creating all this content because they needed to create enough to keep people on their platform 
Right. And by it, what happens, there's only so many good directors. There's only so many good actors. There's only so many good stories to tell in a year. When you, when you times that number by 10, you're bound to have watered down crap, which is what's happened. So hopefully we get a contraction like Galactus eating earth, <laughs> right? We need someone to come eat the streaming services. Deadpool killing all the Kangs. <laughs> right. And we need to have somebody come back in and let's slow down. Everybody take a breath. What's our schedule look like? What do we want to make movies about? What do we want to make TV shows about? And make some better choices. That's what's going to happen. Well, so on the other side of that, outside streaming services, um, you shared an article recently that I, I picked up. Apparently, Spectrum was going to lose a bunch of Disney channels. That's something else I thought we could talk about. So Disney is overcharging Spectrum. Right. And Spectrum uh, thinks that they can money. survive without Disney. That, that right. there's, there's a double whammy here. Spectrum is an idiot that thinks that they don't need Disney for their failing dinosaur model. Right. There's so more and more people are completely opting out of cable. Like the term and Disney knows it. Yeah. Yeah. The term cord cutter. That's no longer a thing because that it's now official that the norm is streaming, not cable. It's not. Right. We, we used to be on the out, the fringe of society with our, cord cutting now it's the normal so if you think that you can't pay for these insanely popular channels you're out of your mind yeah so that's well i mean i cut the cord in 2017 it's been six years right so um, i cut the cord uh iron man the first iron man movie (laughs) is when i started to phase out cable i'll tell you my first Sec, my second Roku device is when is when I canceled uh, Spectrum, and that was in probably 2014 when I moved out of that one house, yeah. that apartment, yeah. and they were like, "You're gonna set your new cable up." I'm like, "Nope, I'm gonna skip out on the $200 bill and never look back." There wasn't a lot of you know there wasn't a lot of streaming ability at that time though. So yeah, but I was a pirate. Netflix. That's that's true. Yeah, so that is true. You did pirate. Not anymore, though. Not, Not in high anymore. anymore. No, yeah, there's no um, reason. Now that I have access to everything, the only reason I pirated before is because I didn't have proper access to what I wanted to watch. Right. Well, here's the thing. So so the cable companies, Disney knows, like, look, hey, fine. Don't take our content. That's fine. That's more subscribers. We're going to find a way to bring over to Disney+. Plus. That's all it is. You know, if, if the less content people can have on their on their cable, eventually they're all going to give in. Eventually right. they're all going to be smart TVs. Right. So, you know, that's so where they're heading. The, 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 the channels that are, that are probably going to go, they're going to be gone, gone off of a uh, cable is uh FX, the FX movie channel, FXX real original guys, free form, national geographic, Nat geo wild, Nat geo mundo. I think that's Spanish. The Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Disney XD, and Baby TV. Um, it's funny because Freeform just signed up with. So Freeform is an is a Disney product, but it's contracted to uh, Amazon because Freeform is an Amazon uh, channel where like you can watch it and you watch ads, but you still like that's where I'm watching Leverage right now on that. Mm, interesting. Interesting. It's smart too. They only have a couple ads. Every episode. It's not every 12 minutes. I can get through it. It's only a couple ads. No big deal. 
ads don't really bother me um, because I, I mean, I, I was used to them. I grew up with them. So hmm. I pay for, I don't, by the way, all of my, all of my streaming services, I pay for ads or I, I, I watch ads. So you know what drives me nuts about this mm. is Disney has like a website called uh, Keep My Networks. And it, in, in, <laughs> oh, that's right. Wait, there, did you see the, like the, the, the competing websites that they have? Uh-uh. Did you see Spectrums? No, I didn't. Oh, oh, Spectrums. This is great. Send it so, to me. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's, uh, it's in that article. Oh, okay. I'll look at it right now. So that's what Disney said. Like, uh, it employs, it implores its uh, loyal fan base to contact Spectrum. Uh-huh. It is our sincere goal to avoid this outcome. And uh, I, I guess. <laughs> oh, my, which, my internet's it, taking forever. It's so cringy, by the way. It's so cringy that, like, these companies have to. Oh, here it is. The Disney, Disney yeah. PN Fair Deal dot com. The, yeah, the Disney, is it Disney, not PN, Disney. SPN. ESPN. The Disney uh, ESPN fair deal. Yeah. Walt yeah. Disney Company has threatened to remove their programming from Spectrum, which creates a hardship for our customers. No, it creates hardship for you, bitch. We well, offered, it, it does, yeah. We offered Disney a fair, no, I mean, look, look, be real. Okay, it's cheaper to cancel your Spectrum and to go get Disney+. Plus. Well, some of these people don't have smart TVs. That's okay, the point. Well, it's okay. A, a, a Roku streaming device is like twenty-two bucks. It's true. You it's can, true. Maybe, you can, yeah. if you are like, let's say you are just broke, and you can't afford a Roku or a streaming service, you stop paying for cable for one month, and take that money, and go buy a twenty-five-dollar Roku device, and set yourself up on four streaming services. And now you've paid the same amount of money for your one Spectrum account. If you have internet in your home. Now, there are people who still... And this is an older person problem. That's true. You know, my some of the older people don't really have the big Wi-Fi. They don't have... So there are people... I mean, it's going to age out over the next... I think over the next 10, 20 years. This is not going to be a story. But I just think it's funny that they're... You know, and listen, you know, Spectrum's going to lose. I love this. We offered Disney a fair deal, yet they demanded an excessive increase. They also want to limit our ability to provide greater customer. We are, you are, we are, we are here for you guys, but they won't let us have it. And Disney's like, you need to fight them and get them. But this is the, like, this is so cringe. The problem is, is the people who need to see this website don't have internet because they're on cable. And so they can't even read this website. Yeah. This, this is, this is what's funny is if you are going to lose the channels you like on Spectrum, it's because you haven't figured out how to use the internet (laughs) (laughs) or you don't have the internet, which makes both these websites totally pointless. Pointless. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. That is, that's really funny actually. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. Like it's pointless. Nobody's going to see this. Cause like Um, I've done the math, bro. Okay. The cheapest cable company with these channels the cheapest cable package with these channels is about 70 bucks. Okay. Mm. And that's with a bunch of like, uh, reductions, a bunch of promotions. Okay. 70 bucks to get ESPN and all these Disney channels. Now the cheapest cable package is like 35 bucks, but like you can't have the cheapest cable package and get access to all these channels. Mm. So let's say to have all these channels, you're talking about 70 bucks. You can buy a one-time cost for a Roku is 25 bucks, the cheapest one is the Roku stick. And you can sign up for four streaming services. 
And then the following month, sign up for four more. <laughs> and now you would have access to eight streaming services for the same cost as your cable bill. But you're not getting your local news. The one I think the one big thing yeah, no, 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 no. people. You get local news through Peacock and through Paramount now. I don't I don't see it on There's there. local live channels on there that give you local news. Who's your local? I'll tell you right now. Wait, does Peacock have live TV? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Paramount's my go to, but yes. Don't don't you pay more for that though? No. It's premium service. No. It's it's eleven bucks. Really? Yeah. Off here it is. Head. Here is local headlines, News Los Angeles. That's where I'm at. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, so it's going away soon. So Paramount right there, like just Paramount. But Peacock, which is $6, also has a live <laughs> on. It's $6. It's $6, bro. Jesus. And look That's what they point. have. They have We're a making the argument. Look at they actually have channels like cable. Look at it's like cable. Mm. This is for six bucks. It's like cable and has the news, black cinema, law and order. It's like it's like a cape. It's honestly. So if you're invested in the spectrum, you guys need to. Cable is so stupid. Like there's the only reason cable still exists is for people that haven't figured it out or can't get internet. That's it. There are places in the country where you can't get internet. But if you so. can get cable spectrum, you can probably get spectrum internet. And Spectrum mm. Internet is like 25 bucks for the lowest cost. Hmm. That's what's going to happen. All these cable companies are just going to make their internet ridiculous. Right, because their internet, because it runs over the same lines now. Yeah. No, so same coax lines run internet. They're going to be like, we don't need cable. We'll just up our internet price. You want to watch these uh, yeah. streaming services? Yeah, it's going to be 200 bucks a month. Yeah, I guess there's people, that, Darth Maul said there's people that still use antenna. Um, but if I remember correctly, antenna is actually... A requirement in the United States, right? You that you legally have yes, to o- you have offer to. an antenna option, right? So you have to, yes. But I don't know how much longer that's going to last. So I want. I wonder until until the, it can be available to every, everybody else. I think until internet and streaming can be available to all people, it's it's a quality of life issue, not being able to have. Oh yeah, it's yeah the over the air receptive, yeah. So yeah, over the air is actually, uh, you have to be able to offer it in everywhere, which means I guess network television will never really be gone, because mm. like you legally have to have it. Right, it won't be, but it'll go to streaming. Like eventually, it'll be like, yeah, we don't need. As, as, when they stop selling ads, when nobody else will pay for advertising, right. And they're all on the streaming services. That's when it'll end. I guess. I guess all the companies can stop broadcasting. The legal requirement is not that they be in business. It's that if they're in business, they have to be everywhere. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Whatever. Well, I love this. I love this uh, someone asked, "Is it legal for me to show over-the-air TV at my business?" Question mark. Why do you care if it's legal or not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. <laughs> some some people that are they're like they're so concerned. <laughs> All right. All right, you so, corporate shill, keep paying the dues, dude. So the question is, um so are the studios so firmly in power over the strike stuff or is there a 
is there a light at the end of the tunnel for the writers and the actors? Um, it looks right now that the streaming services have all the power, but Adam Driver just uh, is recently in the news um, because he is supporting a movie that he that he made called Ferrari that got exemption um, from the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA because it was made mostly outside of outside of their um, purview. Uh, he's in Venice at the Venice Film Festival right now. And uh, he actually spoke on this topic. Um, so the question is, is if Hollywood is going to just stay in strike mode, do the actors start going to non-guild, start making non-guild movies? So more independent films uh, and then putting all of their push behind these other movies that could get released outside of the current studio system. So do is there enough power? Can it, It'll be the battle of the eyeballs, right, for right. viewership. Can we go make a movie that's a huge ass movie, but isn't supported by Hollywood? Um, Ferrari star Adam Driver tells the Venice Film Festival that leading studios such as Netflix and Amazon should support actors and writers. Okay. So the thing is, though, uh, that's a nice sentiment, Adam. That's a nice idea. At the end of the day, though, these studios don't care about you. Right. But should they be a little nervous? I mean, the longer they're going to continue to strike. Um, I mean, here's what he says himself. I'm very happy to be here to support this movie, but also I'm very proud to be here uh, to be a visual representation of a movie that's not part of the AMPTP and to promote the SAG leadership directive, which is an effective tactic, which is, uh, the interim agreement. So essentially, um, you know, he was allowed to kind of support this and he's not crossing picket lines, but could you see more? I mean, what are actors to do, right? He's talking about that. This is like a podcast. Okay. Let's, can we be realistic for a second? I mean, I appreciate what you're saying, but the act, yes, everybody can go start a podcast and everybody can just listen to people talk, but that's not what people want. They want to watch entertainment, right? Right, and they're they're so, independent entertainment out there, but they, they don't have the budget, and they won't get and they won't get the budget they need so, without support from the union. But what they can do is they can start, you know, investing the money themselves, right? So which is what they did basically here with this Ferrari movie. But wouldn't they be scabs then? Well, no, well, they're not working anyways, right? And they're not, no, no, they're not doing it for Hollywood. Oh, I see. So, so they're, they're not doing it for the studios. I right. See. They're doing it for themselves. Let's say Tom Cruise said, look, fuck you guys. Okay. I'm going to go out and make a movie. I got $50 billion. I'm going to go make the movie I want to make. I'm going to go hire all these people. And then I'm going to release it. And I'm going to make all the money. Screw you guys. Yeah, basically I, becomes his own studio. I believe that Tom Cruise <laughs> has more than $50 billion. Right. So <laughs> a, a, I believe that he has more than $50 billion. Mm -hmm. B, I believe, I believe he has plenty of energy to do so. See, I believe he has the know-how and he knows the people willing. And I think the first person to actually make a high-budget movie outside Hollywood would actually be Tom Cruise. Right. That makes sense. So what happens when he decides Good he's going to go make this movie and then all the theaters get it? And all of a sudden, oh, my God, Tom Cruise's movie just made a billion dollars without Hollywood. Let's do it. That's my point. So is there? Yeah. And I agree with you. I say go for it. Uh, you're taking all the risk, but you're also getting all the reward. Right. So previously, without distribution, 
it's hard. That's why you have to go through the studios for everything. Cause they're the ones that pay to, to dis- distribute. I bet you the, I bet you the studio, the theaters are going to be thinking about breaking that contract when they, when they have three movies for 2025. Yeah. What, what are you guys going to watch in, in 2020? Forget 2025. What about 2024? Like uh, what? There's coming? some, there's, there's a lot of movies already done though. There's a lot of movies. There coming are. Up. Yeah. But 2024 is going to be slim pickings. But look you know at 2025 right now, dude. Like that. So you look, you can look at some of these movie lists where they have, uh, half the movies that are slated for 2025 aren't done. Well, yeah. So the, I would say the last half of 2024 to the first half of 2025, as of right now, is totally screwed. Your last half of 2024 to the first half of 2025 is going to be crickets as of right now. And right. the longer the strike goes, just keep increasing the window from the middle of 2024 to the end of 2025 to the beginning of 2026 right, and so on and so forth. That's what's going to end up happening. And at what point does Jeffrey Bezos be like, fuck you, Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go make, well, I guess he can't because he's, he's uh, okay. Elon Musk, Elon <laughs> right? Musk, he's not attached yeah. to anybody. you know, he's not Amazon. So what, what happens when Elon Musk, I, w- like, I would ah. watch the crap out of an Elon Musk biopic. Would you not Tesla movies? Anybody? Would you not Tesla watch an Elon pictures? Musk biopic? Biopic. I mean, I, I would watch an Elon Musk biopic, but that's not the movie I'm talking about. Right. Making. I'm saying, yeah, like, like, let him back a movie. I'm going to make a science, uh, good science fiction. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I make a movie about uh, a billionaire who uh, went to Mars. Okay, it's a good movie. Right. <laughs> so they just have to get brave enough to be willing to lose a whole bunch of money to do it. But listen, the risk reward is actually great because the studio can't release anything. Right. Right. So why not go make a movie that? It'll be like the golden age of movies back when there used to only be like a movie a month made. They wouldn't have like to everybody get, went to the theater. They would have to get the theaters to, to to break their contract with the studios. What the fuck are the theaters supposed to do when there's no movies coming? And like I tell what you, contract keeps you in business, bro. If I was over operating a, a ma and pa shop, let's all Captain Brian's movie drive-in, <laughs> um, right, right, or whatever. And like right now, I'd be thinking, holy shit. I, what am I going to do in yeah. a year? I have all these movies that I've already paid for. They're coming. I'm going to get them. Yeah. But what about in nine months when there's, there's only, nothing? There's only so much office space you can rent out or like, you know, special business right. you know, activities bro. for these theaters. They need the money, bro. If I was that theater, I would, be like, I would put on my website, accepting independent films. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, I, and, go watch. and I put it in there. Right after I got my last real release, so I didn't break any rules. And when the, when the studio was like, oh, we're not going to give you movies anymore. Well, you know what? I'm either out of business now or I'm out of business then. I'm going to go ahead and pick then, bro. Yeah. So that could be the other pressure that the that the, the studios fall under. Besides us, it could also be, you know, um, different parts of the industry that, requ- that that live off of the studio that aren't actors and writers. Right. You know, the theaters, the, you know, all the different facilities, you know, that could be part of their, their problem as well. You know, they could lose the, them. I don't know. I think somebody has got to go for it. You know, I think Elon would be the perfect since he's already a dark horse uh, and, and people already think he's, he's kind of out there on his own and he's not attached to any major studio. Um, guys like him, you know, a bunch of, Saudi Arabian guys probably with a bunch of money could probably do it or Dubai dudes, United Arab Emirates. But um, yeah, I mean that get ready guys. That's probably going to happen. 
Otherwise, you're going to start having reality TV movies. Well, you um, know, there, there's one thing. Uh, so Archmage Frey's, Archmage Frey says, get ready for tons of anniversary releases. Yeah. Uh, we saw that, like, the Jurassic true. Park 30th anniversary. I went and looked it up, and it's literally just the same movie. They're just playing it 30 yeah. years later. Yeah, there's... <laughs> That's <laughs> a re-release in the theater. Yeah, nothing but, special. But you know, but they, let me tell you, there is something to that. There are some movies that I would go and watch again with a modern theater experience, like XD or 40X. Like if you're like, well, you can't. Some of them. I'm gonna. I want to do Independence Day in 40X. It's got. I mean, it had to have been shot originally with the capability. No, no, no. You program it around the movie. Really? So, okay. so the studio would program on the movie, or actually, it was not in the studio. It, it's, it's, uh, uh, Regal, or whatever, would program that movie with the 40x capability. And would you go to watch that movie with that new experience? Uh, probably. I think I would actually. I would go. Hmm. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't watch some forced 3D converted version or whatever. But like, I. I I like watching my favorites with the latest tech. I think when, when I first got my my you know uh, TV with like the hardcore blacks and all that, I'm like, oh, I gotta check out uh, this movie. So that's an option, but I'm not gonna be like, it's gonna be a special movie for me to want to go see it. And and the experience has to be something more than 30th anniversary. Like, I don't care about watching Jurassic Park again just because it's 30th. Now, you're telling me that you've added 3D to it? You're telling me that there's there's something, you know, it's an IMAX? Well, maybe, but I'm not going to watch it just, just because it's the 30th anniversary. What kind of sh- shield do you take me for? Hey, guys, 30 years later, same exact movie and the same exact quality and the same exact theater. You want to watch again? No. Well, for you, we've we've had this discussion actually. For you, not as much of a big deal, but for you know somebody who a never saw it in the theater and b doesn't have a movie theater in his house, you know, is it might be it might actually pull people. Maybe, maybe. Um, there's a super chat from Michael Nemo. Thank you, Michael Nemo, three dollars. He says the next genre is the Who Done It murder mystery, Ooh. Knives Out, Glass Onion, Murder Orient Express, Death in the Nile. Hunting in Venice, After Party, Hunt in Mansion, Scream 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. So the th- the thriller mystery. I like that. Yeah, I see that happening. And they've they've had some good movies in that genre. Mm. So I can see that becoming a thing. And, um, you know, it, there's always going to be action. You know, there's always going to be action movies. Um, you're always going to have, you know, you're always going to have superhero movies. But uh, you know what? The one that... that that never came back was romances. Oh my God. You know, I, I'm sorry to derail your thought, but there's one thing I think that would save these theaters. Okay. Event days where you show like a series of movies over five hours or whatever with refreshments. And like you actually have like they used to do this and I don't know why they, they don't do it anymore. But I remember them going like, hey, we're going to show the first four, you know, uh, Star Trek movies before the fifth one comes out next month. Mm. And you can go watch all these movies with your buddies or your family and you have drinks. And between each movie, there's a short intermission. They don't do that anymore because there's too many releases. 
There's too many movies each week. Oh, well, if they they can't, if, if, if they, see, there's the text. You see that on screen? It's, oh, but it's okay. all messed up and unformatted. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's. I mean, so if there's less movies, then maybe they'll do that again. Maybe they're going to have to get creative, at least in the short term. You you're know, right. There's also you're right about the romance thing. Sorry to cut you off there. No, it's true. Um, I just watched that one with um, Jennifer Lawrence, who, you know, I never liked Jennifer Lawrence. Um, and then I saw this movie. And I'm like, that's something I like about Jennifer Lawrence. Wait, there was a Jennifer Lawrence romance yeah. movie out there? Yeah. It's really it's- out, out of its time. It's called. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's funny. It's it feels like I'm watching um uh like a American Pie or something, but smarter than American Pie. Um it's called No Hard Feelings. It just came out oh, recently. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, really good movie actually. Uh she is so hot in that movie, it's crazy. <laughs> She's really attractive in the movie. The movie's oh, really it's, it's not fun. playing in my theater. Why is that? It was really funny. It was incredibly funny. Um, there's this moment where she comes out of. Oh, I remember. Is this the one? That's not. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. I thought. You, I thought you said Jayla. This movie is it. It's it is a romantic comedy, but it's also, um, I think more of a comedy than maybe a romance. It's right. a little. It's like a coming of age romance. So like, there's two people. So there's two people in different parts of their lives. Jennifer Lawrence is in her 30s. She's having a hard time transitioning from party girl to yeah. adult. And and she's going through hard times. And this guy is young. He's coming into his adulthood. And so it's about two characters that are transitioning into their various parts of their lives. Um, it was really good. I it enjoyed like the movie. Yeah. It was funny. It was it, There was raunchy moments. There was heartfelt moments. There was funny moments. Um, it was... I was surprised at how much I like this movie, and I am not a fan of Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that came out in June. So, well, you're, are you not a fan of Jennifer Lawrence, the actor, or Jennifer Lawrence, the idiot? The actor. Which, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she also I is. Like her, I like her roles. She's so. also an idiot uh, in real life too, which which may, may you know would makes it harder. Well, see, I didn't like Mockingbird or, or Hunger Hunger Games the way everyone else did. Hmm, um, they were good movies. I mean, yeah, they were better than the books. Yeah, I just didn't like it the way everyone else did. Um, in fact, the majority of her roles, and I, I, I can break down. Oh, I'm not gonna break them all down, but um, I didn't like Red Sparrow. Um, I like Passengers, but in spite of her, I liked it because of of um, whatever her name is Chris, whatever. Okay. Didn't like didn't like her next minute apocalypse. Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt. I didn't like her in uh, any of the X. I didn't like her as an X Men. I never, I never, I didn't think she was a good X Men. You know, there was good parts of it, but she was not the reason. That, like, I don't know why all those movies were completely based around her and and uh, uh, Rebecca Romaine's character, whatever it's called, shapeshifter chick. But oh yeah, well that's... I never understood that. Well, and and someone was like, well, it was because she was so hot coming off of Hunger Games that they made those movies about her. Well, it, the movies shouldn't have been based on that character. Shouldn't Do have. Do you been. think the movies were based on that character? Yeah, there was. I didn't think so. Raven, Mystique. That's the character. I, did, I didn't think it was based on Mystique. Yeah, I mean, it was. She, made, she was a main character, but she. I don't think they were. I mean, no. A lot of the movies were 
where yes, the movie was centered around her, hundred percent. Absolutely not. It was it, absolutely not. It was centered around Professor X. What? Hundred percent. Yeah, she just happened to be adopted, or like she. No, moved no. Into his house like, or Professor, like the reason Professor X even did things was because that character. Well, she was the. I see what you're saying. So she was the, the catalyst. The catalyst for a lot but of she his. Wasn't a, but it wasn't. The movie wasn't about her. Right, and so I like those movies because of Fassbender and the other two. But I didn't like mm. that character. I didn't understand why she was such a big part of it. So I just never been a massive fan. Um, I like Don't Look Up, but again, not because of her. She was good in Silver Linings Playbook, which I don't see here, strangely. And she was good in American Hustle. Yeah. Oh, I liked American Hustle. That's true. But this movie was great. And it's funny because I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, wait, are we going to get a return to like the late 2000s era raunchy comedies? So. I don't think so. God, just... that'd be so great if we did, though. You know, they just didn't make enough money. I um, miss them so much. I miss trying. Remember Euro tr- Trip? Oh, yeah. Those were all great movies. Yeah. But they're, they're trying to make movies that they can get everybody in the door for. That's what they're trying to do. They want and And that's part of the reasons why they're not good is they want so many people to be able to go see the movie so they can make as much money as possible. So it's got to be like safe enough for the kids, but, you know, dirty enough to keep the adults enough female empowerment. So the girls want to see it. And and uh, and 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 just enough guy stuff to barely become passable, and that's kind of where they're at. And that's why movies like Blue Beetle uh, struggle because it doesn't know what it wants to be. No so. hard feelings did it. I mean, it, they did it. They they they, okay. they hit all those boxes. I think. Okay, and then uh, what happens? Uh, she ultimately finds out what's important in life. I couldn't take my kids to see that movie. Okay, you're right. Yeah, this is an adult movie. You're right. So it made $86 million worldwide. Oh, yeah, it's not enough. It's just not enough. Yeah, because like Jennifer Lawrence got like $30 million of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It's just not enough. You know, th- th- they stopped making them because people didn't go, enough people didn't go see them. Interesting. Um, you know, and unless they can do them for really cheap. Um, you know, and, and the number of releases that each studio wants to come out with, that's part of the part of the problem. That's unfortunate. Yep. All right. So, you know, we don't know what the next genre is going to be. Shane hopes that it's uh, old, boring biopics about uh, long dead people from 100 Famous years ago. Famous people like Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon. Come on. Whatever. I hope that it's science fiction. I hope that it's science fiction. And I hope that there is a return I hope DC figures out how to refresh and elevate the alloy. I'm not calling it alloy genre because I'm not sure what else to call it, but the com- the combination genre that is su- uh, superhero. You mm. can have a romance. You can have sci-fi. You can have action adventure. You can have you can have all those g- genres within that universe, and I think that you can learn from Marvel's mistakes. And also learn from their successes and with James Gunn actually create it properly. Um, or worse, you know what? I don't want mine to return to the fantasy genre too. I've never been a fan of fantasy mm-hmm. movies, but plainly speaking, it's because they were always so unbelievable. The graphics weren't very good. Um, the characters weren't always very likable. But when, but when it did hit, it hit. Lord of the Rings, 
Willow, dun- the newest, the latest Dungeons and Dragons. These movies all hit for me hard. They were great. I'll, I'd watch them again. I'd buy them on Steelbook. You know, the only science fiction movie that came out this year, true science fiction movie, uh, is 65. <laughs> that movie was horrible. It bombed so hard. As much as I love Adam Driver, that was a horrible movie. It made $60 million. That movie was bad. Yeah. And the other weird, what's the weirdest movie of the year? I mean, I know we're not at the end of the year stuff, but just real quick. The weirdest movie of the year, hands down, goes to Asteroid City. Oh, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I saw but parts of it. Wes Anderson, he's getting crazier, dude. Every, he's a weirdo. He's crazier, but it's so weird. It is the weirdest ass. Listen, I love heady, smart, strange ass shit, and that one was just even a bit much for me. Was so. there nudity in that movie? There was. Yeah. Why is there always nudity in those in Wes and Anderson movies? Because he's crazy, dude. He because it, it never fits right. You're always like. Nothing oh, fit right, dude. Nothing. Was it was a movie about a play that, I mean, it was an interesting right. concept. They're like doing a play, but the play is like live action. So as they go through a door, then they end up outside. But the story makes literal, very little sense. The characters are, I mean, stranger than normal. It was just like, I was really looking forward to it. Because you had Tom Hanks and you have, you know, Scarlett Johansson. You had a bunch of really great actors in it as usually for his movies. But this one, he just did not have any punch at the end of it. And it was just, even Jeff Goldblum's in it. Oh my gosh, Shane. You know what? You know what series you need to check out and you would actually probably enjoy it? Twisted Metal on Peacock. I, I have a hard time with the main actor. He does a great job. I might watch it. I, I don't, played the I don't like him in Marvel movies. I don't like yeah. him in Marvel movies. I, it's, it's not, you don't have to have known the game to enjoy it. It's about a dystopian. It's science like fiction. It's yeah. it's science fiction about a dystopian few of an alternate future, where something something bad happened and people created different societies, and he basically plays like this messenger. They're they're called like yeah they got to get stuff to the, each of the towns right yeah and it's no, um, I'm thinking about it. It's really good. It has a, a great characters, a ton of heart. Um, really, really fun. And there's hope to it in this dystopian future. There's like this weird hope. And he is such a optimistic person in this movie, in this movie. It's very, I'm sorry, in this show. It's very good. I really, really enjoyed it. I loved every minute of it. I'm pissed that there's not going to be a season two. <laughs> well, I, yeah. And the whole reason I haven't watched it is because the guy who played, um, Falcon, Red Falcon, Falcon. Uh, he's just not that. I don't know. I didn't like his. I didn't really like his character that much. Yeah. Um, and and as an actor, he, he's not done anything to impress me. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch it. The game wasn't that. But you know, the fact that it's dystopian and if they go into that universe a little bit more. Oh, it big time! Wait, more than the game. More than the game. Oh well, then that's. I played the games. The the, the game always only touched on the fringe outs. Where this this is like this is lore building, big time. Okay. And I believe that the character is almost made for this guy. I watched him in the Altered Carbon season two. Didn't Mm -hmm. like it. Loved season one. Didn't like him in season two. Didn't work. I don't like him as an actor, but for some reason in this role, he's not that perfect a perfect action star. He's sort of the scrappy guy who gets through it. And it works. It it mm. fits way better than him being an action star. I never bought him as an action star, but I yeah, buy him as this character. 
I had a hard time with Anthony Mackie becoming Captain America. Right. Like I was like, uh, didn't work. How I feel about this. It just doesn't work. You know? So then now we see twist of metal. I'm like, well, I already don't like him. And that's the problem with when you have a character or an actor, because he, he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, he's got an interesting face. I mean, I think that he might actually be okay. So I'll check it out. You know what he's like, bro? He's like sort of the scrappy cockroach. The guy mm. who's, who he's a survivor. He's not necessarily good or bad at it, but he's, but he, but he survives. And he gets a little better as time goes. He has, he, he knows the rules of the world. It's just, it's a realistic position. He's not a superhero, um, but he's very good at what he does. And mm. it re- really works. We have another super chat here from Michael Nemo. Again, thank you, Michael Nemo. Thank Three you, Michael. Bucks. You're, uh, you're paying from the internet. Appreciate it. There are tons of live-action Disney films that I'd love to see in theaters today. Dragon Slayer, The Black Hole, mm. Tron, Watcher in the Woods. Something Wicked This Way uh, comes and return to Oz. I think Black was, Hole would be a good one. Wasn't there a Tron live-action? Yeah. There was, yeah. Yeah, there was yeah, two there was Trons. Tron. Yeah, we had an updated Tron movie. And we had two. We had two Trons. We had an updated. Well, we had Tron, but we had an updated. No, no we had recently. three Trons. We had the original Tron, and we had mm-hmm. two additional Trons that came out in the same universe. Tron and Tron Legacy. Well, Tron, oh, that's what I'm saying. That Tron and Tron Legacy, there's not three. No, yeah, there's three. Original Tron? Isn't, the original Tron is Tron. Yeah, but there's a, there's a okay. There's a, there's a Tron, um, there's another, there's two Trons in the Tron legacy world, whatever it's called. Oh, so you're saying there was, no, there's just Tron and Tron legacy. There's a Tron Ares, which is supposed to be coming, but there's nothing. No, I remember there being there's a second three. Tron. Well, there was a second Tron. So you have, no, Tron. I'm sorry. A I'm sorry. A second modern Tron. Is that not true? No, that's not. There's it's, there's been one that's TBA for a while, but it's not hasn't happened. Oh shit! So yeah, so you have the eighty two Tron, um, and then Tron Legacy, which they de-aged. Oh, Tron Ares. You're right. Yeah, uh, you're Jeff right. Produce. You know that movie was so full and rich that I I thought I think I thought there were two of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I I kind of preferred the original Tron more than this Tron Legacy one. I don't know the de-aging was that great. But I like Tron Legacy a lot. It was all right. I like the soundtrack. I like the the main character, the an updated black hole movie would be fantastic. Like name? the original the original was great for its time, but it would be fantastic too for them to update the black hole. Uh the problem was, you know, back then when they made the black hole, we didn't know much anything about black holes, and now we know we know a whole lot more. So they could incorporate we, that into we, do we really know more or we've just decided we do no we know more about black holes than we did yeah we've we've investigated black holes we know more about them we we, listen we don't need to visit it to investigate it i don't think that's true i think we've decided more things we can find planets that have that sustainable life without going there 99 percent of everything we know about black holes is theoretical we've just we've just decided as a scientific group that these are the most feasible theoretical things i've done a lot of research in this no i have too but we know very know, little about black holes we i didn't say we know a lot about black holes i said we know more about black holes than when that movie came out okay no i, I don't think true or false 
We've decided we know more. No, no, no. We know more about black no, holes. No, no, not when ninety nine point nine percent of it's theoretical. We can't actually know more. We know even if it's point one percent more, we know more. Okay, about black so holes technically, if it's point one percent more, Whatever we know is. more. We know more about black holes when that yeah. movie was made now than we did when the movie was made. Yeah, I think listen, they parked. <laughs> listen, they parked. Uh, they parked a spaceship in front of a black hole. I think we know now that you can do that. What are you talking about? In the original black hole movie, like there's a thing. That's oh, like right oh I, okay. I thought I thought you were saying we did. I'm like, there's no, no way we I'm did that. You saying? <laughs> okay, in the, in the middle in the movie, in I was like, movie. for a minute, I thought you were saying we did. I'm like, what are you talking about? Let me tell you, when you're a kid, that movie black hole would have fucked you up a little bit. I'm just saying, like that, like when that movie came out, it was it was scary. That Maximilian robot was terrifying. Okay, and uh, yeah, they need to remake that movie. It's a good one. This is so weird. Look at this. You, you should guys. watch it. There's a channel. Okay, this is the official Disney Plus channel. And they have a black hole trailer called the Black Hole Unofficial Official Trailer. What? What the actual F? Oh, it's probably from the original movie. But why does it say unofficial official trailer? Maybe because there is no official trailer. Maybe there was no trailer. Is this this like a... No, this is the Disney Plus... I don't understand what this even means. <laughs> you can you can watch. Yeah, the black hole is on Disney Plus. You should watch it. <laughs> All right. You'll laugh. It's kind of funny. Yeah. You know what I miss? Uh, another another version of this would be cool. Event Horizon. Remember that? Yeah, Event Horizon was a good movie. Damn the graphics in like Black like Hole. Like horror. Yeah. The graphics in the Black Hole movie is pretty good for its time damn they want you to play it i don't know if i can do it can i, I don't, all right it's, it's, i mean it's a trailer for a 1979 movie if you can't do it we're fucking done all right well, let's find let's see let's try it here we go should have done it in the member section because i gotta go in like 30 minutes why don't you do the member section we're already doing it bro it's already happened hello Welcome aboard the Cygnus. Consider yourselves my guests. You've lived out here for 20 years? Alone? I've created companions of a sort. We can offer you the means of returning to Earth, Doctor. What makes you think I want to return? I will travel where no man has dared to go. Into the black hole. Why, that's crazy. I'm just telling you that I had a gut feeling that that I was looking at some kind of person. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Nolan that trailer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not bad. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, they all look like fan created trailers back then, buddy. Certain. Okay. Well, uh, this has been fun. We do need to go to the member section because I have a 415 heart out because I am the head coach for my kids' soccer team today. Okay. One more uh, super chat from Michael Nemo before we go. Best movie I saw this summer. Thank you, Michael Nemo. Uh, aside from Across the Spider Verse, was Past Lives. Just a brilliant, engaging drama. Amazing. Oh, I got to check that out. Hmm. Check that out. We got two more in uh, in members for super chats from John okay. Burns. I'm on it, on it, on it. Uh, John Burns says, This is Les Grossman. F you. I'm making a gosh darn movie. Got that? <laughs> you a holes. Or something like that, Tropic Thunder 2 script. Yeah, I would kill for a Les Grossman movie. Kill. I don't know why they didn't do it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Like they were going to. Yeah. Uh, then another one for John Burns. Thank you for 279. There was a Ron Jeremy porn parody of Tron. <laughs> I did not know that, John. Hmm. And the fact that you do, John, is very interesting. I'm going to we'll have to check that the, out, uh, my friend. <laughs> we'll see you at the draft tonight, sir. Um, okay. Yeah, we're going well, to member section, and the draft is happening tonight. Do not forget about that. Got it. I was trying to think of a good porn name for Tron, but I couldn't come up with anything. Torn. Yeah, that uh, sounds well, more prawn. Prawn. That prawn is a is a is a shellfish, I think. So no, it's an actual term though. P R O N is like the the nerd version of porn. Prawn. All right. Well, you learn something every day. Okay, guys. Love you so much. We are going to the member section. If you know, I know how to get there. It's pretty simple. You can click on the link in the description below. You can do literally nothing, literally nothing, or you can go here and I put it in the chat and you can join us. Member section costs about a cup of coffee and we like, we enjoy, uh, you know, another, an extra, extra time after every show. And we're also doing now a Wednesday members only show where we talk about superhero crap. So come on over. The water's warm. Shane pissed in it, and we hope to see you there. If you can't join us, that's cool. We love you so much. Thank you so much for being with us every Thursday, and we'll see you in the members section. See you guys in the members.